What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I'm going to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down Intermission number 30. We've done 30 of these in the seven years? No. Eight years we've been doing this. Eight years? Has it been that long? 2011. We did Halo Combat Evolved as our first game. (laughs) Wow, that's a throwback. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, yeah, uh, we have Jay. I have arrived. Jay has arrived. He's here for a special episode. So it was a request from one of our listeners that we talk about JRPGs. He was a big fan of our JRPG year. That was last year's theme. Um, unfortunately, when you play JRPGs, you end up playing four games. That's it. So, we he wanted us to talk about JRPGs. So I think some of the best things we could talk about is what are some of our favorites. What is? I, I would like to hear your opinion on what's one of the worst JRPGs you've ever played. Oh, a hot take. Yeah. Okay. I you have. Know me. I have mine. So. Oh, you already have yours locked down. Oh, All right. Well, I see you. It, I see you. It's one of the worst. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, the thing that comes to mind, because this this is a game that physically harmed me to play it. And this is, you know, like, you know, when I got started with uh, doing the reviews for uh, for ZTGD, I started just kind of taking projects. And I had a policy of trying to finish every game that I played. Um, despite limited time and all that stuff, so I just really went for it. And one of the early games that I played through completion is this game called Arcania, a Gothic 4. Yeah. And the thing about this game is that I played the PS3 version of this game. Mm-hmm. And apparently they made all the difference. I really didn't know I've never played any of the games in the previous, uh, you know, in the, in the previous, uh, series or anything like that. I never played a Gothic game. I know they're kind of popular in Europe. I heard, like, Russia, they're really popular or something. But playing this game, particularly on the PS3, it was not made for this system at all. Yeah. Um, it would run at average about like 10, 12, 15 frames per second. Uh, the graphics were just, just, just oh my god! It's, I couldn't, I couldn't tell the wall apart from the various switches on the wall that I would have to hit. And I tried to progress through this game. The combat was just incredibly sluggish. The voice acting was laughable, and playing it for any longer than twenty, thirty minute bursts made my head hurt um, to the point where I, I thought I must, I might just vomit. Now that's a and Western RPG, though, right? It was, it was, it was. Yeah. You're talking about just uh, you know, you know, bad bad RPGs in general. Uh, did you just want to talk specifically with JRPGs for bad RPGs? I mean, it doesn't matter. I all mean, right, right, right. Well, well, I'll give you another one. On top okay. Of that. okay, okay, all right. all right, let's go. So this one physically hurt me. I enjoyed none of it, and then God, I just oh, I just I, I it hurts me just thinking about it. Never played this game on the PS3. I heard it's actually not bad on PC, but. It's it's very it's very mediocre either way. Another game that comes to mind, kind of immediately. I don't even know why, but it just kind of made a lasting impression of just just shit in my in my, in my brain. Because remember Criminal Girls, Drew? The name rings a bell, but I can't yes. picture it. It's a PS Vita game. Okay. Yeah. So you, let's just let's just start there. The thing that you have to know about PS Vita games is that if there is an opportunity for you to do something stupid on the touchscreen, they will squeeze it into there. Oh, I'm sure. 
Oh, yeah. And in Criminal Girls, you're doing all sorts of stupid things. You're, you have to, in order to progress the game and make your character strong enough to beat bosses, you have to torture these criminal girls by tickling them, by shooting them with water and other things. And, you know, I don't shy away from that dumb loot stuff. It's fine. It's, you know, it has a, it has its own audience and that's cool. You know, you do you, but do whatever you want. But when it becomes like a part of upgrading your characters to the point where I can't avoid it, it's just, it's just not good. And, um, you played Persona 3 before, Drew? Absolutely. The original Persona 3, right? Yeah. So, one of the things, contentious things about that game is, uh, in combat, all your uh, comrades kind of do their own action, right? Yeah, they're AI. They yeah. Fi- they fixed that in the, the PSP version. They did. They did. And uh, that was good. Um, so imagine the AI in Persona 3 where the comrades would just do the most infuriating, obnoxious things that are ineffective at that moment there and multiply cl- that by a hundred times. There is a clip of me playing Persona 3 uh, uh-huh. when we still streamed. And I died and had to start over because of the dumb AI. I yeah. can't remember what it is. Like it's on our my old channels, Frustrated Fury. I, I bet you it's something along the lines of you needed a heal, and then a character that has a heal in a repertoire, probably like Mizuru or something, decides to cast like a status element, like Marin Karin or something, to try to charm the enemy. It fails because it's nullified, and then you die. I remember they had to wait. It was an yeah. enemy that if you hit them, it would reflect damage back to them. Oh, yeah. But we got in that loop of nobody could uh, nobody could hit anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fine, I'm going to hit something. And then it killed me. And if your character dies, even if yeah. you have party members who have reviving items in their mm-hmm. inventory... You lose. Yeah, that's a very Shin Megami Tensei thing that they carry over to Persona, mm-hmm. which is a little odd. But uh, it's not there anymore, thank God. Um, in Persona Five, if your main character dies, the game is over. Still though, is it? Yeah, yeah. Dude. Persona Five is just easy, so you never see it happen. But there, when your main character dies, actually, maybe it's a difficulty thing. But if your main character dies, the game does end. Wow, I don't think I ever died. Persona 5, uh, the normal mode, typically, is actually not a very difficult game. Yeah. Because they have all these mechanics surrounded to try to keep you alive at all times. Yeah. But uh, that does happen. And in Persona 3 and also in Persona 4, you have into the, you have those situations where you're in like a dungeon for like an hour and a half, and then you get instant death by a thing, and then you just kind of stop playing the game for a while because you just lost an hour of progress. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so those two are the games that come immediately to my mind. I'm sure there's some other better topics that I could talk about. But what about you, man? What do you got locked down? So uh, I was actually reminded of it today. John Whitehouse is reviewing a game from the same developers. Uh, the developers are Compile Heart and <laughs> Idea Factory. <laughs> of course it is. And uh, the game that I'm talking about is Hyperdimension Neptunia. The original. The yes, original... Hyperdimension Neptunia, where you could not heal unless you were out inside combat. So if you just did a hard fight and both of your characters are almost dead, you can't heal. You have to get into another fight 
in order to heal. That makes sense to me, Drew. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... I mean, most role-playing games are derived from Dungeons & Dragons, which was made in the 70s. And in Dungeons & Dragons, one of the first things you learn is that you can take a short rest to heal yourself. I wouldn't say that most games are based on Dungeons and Dragons. That's a that's a little far fetched. I wouldn't say based on, but let's be honest, Dungeons and Dragons was the first role playing game. Well, uh, I guess tabletop wise, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you could kind of go. You could also say like Tolkien invented like fairy tales and other things with like elves and stuff, but that's not also that's also not true. He just kind of popularized it. Same thing with Dungeons and Dragons, but it is influential. Um, I think you also failed to remember that the Neptunia game for PS3 looked like a PlayStation Two one point five game. Yeah, one point five. Let's let's be straight. It didn't like I. There's way better PlayStation Two. Uh, like you could when you look at Final Fantasy Ten, it looks way better than Neptunia. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. And it, it, it performs so terribly. Oh my god. I could count the frames. <laughs> it's like a goddamn slideshow sometimes. Oh, it was. It was. Can you believe how popular Neptunia has gotten since then, though? It's kind of died off, though, hasn't it? No. No? Nah, not at all, dude. Do you want to? Do you want me to tell you how many Neptunia games there are right now? Oh, I'm sure the there's world? still plenty of them. It's, it's one of those things, like, they never stop coming. So there has to be a market for it, right? Like, what other what other possibilities in there? So, and it's not like they didn't take any years off either. So twenty from twenty ten all the way to twenty nineteen, there has been at least one Neptunia game. All all been localized to the states. It's not. Do you know how many great Japanese games never make it to the states, and yet every single Neptunia game and every single spinoff game ever makes it over here to the states? I want to meet somebody who owns all those games and genuinely likes them. Owns all the collector's edition with all the body pillows and stuff, right? Yeah, body pillows and the and the boob um, mouse pads. Yeah. Um, not to just rail on Neptunia, they did get better over time. Yes, they did. Yeah, so good on good on Idea Factor and Kapal Heart. I think they have made some decent games over the years, but it does always feel like a very budget, you know, experience and yeah. kind of cookie butter. So it is, it is what it is. But good on them for improving over time. But uh, yeah, so stepping away from the from the worst, what what's left? You know, I feel like. I kind of want to go back and talk about the yesteryears. Oh, okay. Because I, for some reason, there's two games that always stick out to me whenever I think of RPGs from, you know, PlayStation 1. Because that's where I first started playing RPGs. I mean, everybody knows my favorite Final Fantasy is 7, and that's because it's the first Final Fantasy, and I'm pretty sure the first role-playing game I ever played. You know, I had the theory that most of the, or the vast majority of people's fa uh, favorite Final Fantasy game is their first one they beat to completion. It's, you're, it's, you're probably right. Yeah, it's true for you. It's true for me for Final Fantasy VI. And when I ask people, it's oftentimes true for them too. But funny enough, that makes us that literally every single Final Fantasy game in the world is somebody's favorite Final Fantasy game, which is 
amusing and terrifying at the same time because someone's fi- favorite Final Fantasy game is like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest or 13 or something, which is baffling. But you know, I don't think 13 is a bad game. Um, bad, no, but it's certainly not good, in my opinion. It's not the best Final Fantasy by any means. No. Um, I'll be honest with you. I feel like I enjoyed prop. I, I, I'll go ahead and say it. I enjoyed Final Fantasy thirteen more than I did fifteen. Mm, I could kind of see that. I, I think the characters in fifteen are great, but mm-hmm. everything surrounding those characters was kind of bad. Uh, yeah, you know, fifteen is a game that was in development for like. 12 years, yeah. but then still needed two more times and two more years in development somehow. I just uh, feel like the story is just so, like, just out of nowhere. Well, you sold. I mean, they have literal slices of the game that are missing that they sold as DLC later. That's crappy. <laughs> it is. Like, I remember the scene where, was it, uh, Gladios disappears? It's like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go take care of a thing. Dude comes back with a scar. It's like, yeah, I took care of a thing. I'm like, cool. Um, maybe I'll see it in the DLC. It's like that's not that's not okay. No. To do in in your story story driven game where these characters are supposed to lead the adventure. Um, it's the same thing with the. I remember they canceled a bunch of the Final Fantasy 15 DLC as well, but they put out the last one, which is the the one for the main antagonist. Yeah. And he has he has some really good potential to be an interesting character, I think. Yeah. Uh, his motivations were cool about this guy who had to like take on basically all the evils of the world into himself to save the world, but then became bitter over time. It's like, yeah, it's got some good buildup and everything, but they don't really explore those things because play the DLC, you know? That's no Square Enix, stop, stop that, please. Also, they released it like a year after the game came out. It is more than a year, I think. uh, That final piece of DLC. So, and that kind of bums me out because it has so much potential. I think uh, what Final Fantasy does, or whether Square Enix is kind of obsessive about, is the visual fidelity and the kind of being ahead of the curve in terms of being a triple A RPG game, and they kind of lose sight of. What really made their games like really special in the first place, you know? That's why I kind of gravitate towards these like Legend of Heroes games, which are definitely not AAA games. Like these games no. don't look great, you know. Um, and but they have great mechanics for combat, which you know I think is way more interesting than anything Final Fantasy has uh, dreamt up in a long time. But their story, the world building, the characters—they put so much time and attention to it. That did you know that in one uh, in was it Trails of Cold Steel two, the script for that game is more than all of the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter books combined. I would have I, I could have gathered that yeah yeah so like you have like such a massive script about different you know you know different characters talking about uh, the world and everything else and. It's insane, but when you go into a game nowadays with this AAA, they just want the games to look flashy, and it shows off great on great off in trailers. And uh, they, they, you know, I mean, no one will ever doubt that Final Fantasy XV is a fantastic looking game because it is. It's stunning. But is it that much fun to play? Is it that memorable? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, what what really really matters in that in that uh, arena. But sorry, I kind of went off on a Final Fantasy tangent there. You're you're saying. 
On the PlayStation One, yeah. Yeah, PlayStation One. Um, so like obviously Final Fantasy Seven mm-hmm. sticks out to me, but the two games that I remember getting into, and one is way better than the other. So Xeno Gears, and mm-hmm. what's the other one? Yeah, no. What? 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 Mm-hmm. What? We're talking about. Alright, moving on to the next one. Uh, so. I'll, I'll talk about the one that's that's not the greatest, but it sticks out to me for some reason because I played it. Legend of Lagaya. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's a treat. Yeah, that was that was ooh, that's a that's a rough one. Especially if you go back to it now. Yeah. Really and you had to because it was all about like choosing punches and different kicks, and mm-hmm. you could create your own combo, save yep. up your like stamina points, and go for like crazy like juggles and stuff. It was mm-hmm. awesome, yeah. but yeah, it, it it has not aged well. And the other one that I have not went back to since I played it, but I feel like was a far superior game to Legend of the Gaia was Legend of Dragoon. Um. Yeah, I think Legend of Dragoon is one of those games that people are actually still asking for a remake for, you know? I would love to see it. As far as games that kind of deserve a remake, I think Legend of Dragoon, first of all, the translation was really, really rough. Oh, yeah. Because that was around the time where Square Enix wasn't really spending the top bucks for localization. So it's one of those games that could really benefit. But that game was also like, what, four, four discs or something on PS1? Yeah. It was massive. Uh, those, those cinematics for its time were really incredible. Um, but I gotta say, dude, I don't remember much of the storyline at all. Do you remember the storyline at all? A little bit. Um, certain people were given dragon powers. Mm-hmm. They could turn into dragoons. Uh, government, kingdom, bad guys fi- found out one of the girls <laughs> had it uh-huh. and wanted to harness it for themselves. That's all I remember. That's fair enough. That's probably the gist of that story. Uh, one that sticks out to me, I think, for example, uh, man, PlayStation and PlayStation 2 era for GRPGs were, like, amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about the games. But some of the games that uh, when I think about funny stories with uh, PlayStation games uh, specifically is that I remember beating all of Vandal Hearts without a memory card. So, Dear God. <laughs> So as as a child with no money, how can you possibly explain to your mother that the whatever two hundred dollars that she just spent at the game shop is not enough money that she spent? You know, I could I couldn't convince her to buy me a thing that I didn't even know I needed at the time, right? So I got this game. I was like, wow, this game looks really intense and you know kind of cool. So I bought it. I pop it in. And I go to save my game, but I was like, I memory, what, what's, what's a memory card? I don't, I don't know what a memory card is. So at that point, my only option was to leave it on for 10 days. Wow. I beat that game, and I shut the PlayStation died, and I prayed that it would not break down after being on for 10 days. Um, and then later on, I went out to buy a memory card, and I have a horror story about memory cards. Uh, I know I told you about this before, but to quickly uh, reiterate, um, do you know why those third-party memory cards are so cheap and offer so much more memory? Because they're bad. Yeah. They're bad, Drew. Yep. They're bad. Easily corruptible. Yeah. So 
85 hours into Xenogears, right in front of the last boss door. Wake up in the morning on a, on a Sunday. All right. Gonna be Xenogears today. Pop in my disc. Turn on my PlayStation. Save data. Not found. That can't be right. Pop out the memory card. Put it back in. Go into the little OS thing to see all my blocks of memory. Oh, they're all blacked out. That's weird. And... I never contemplated suicide, but I, I didn't play Xenogears for like a year and a half, and then I went back to it eventually and then beat it again. But, oh my god, I've never been through it so hard. I mean, you've lost save data too, right, Drew? Yep, so three. Oh man, how many hours were you in? At least 40. That's rough, dude. It was uh, my roommate. My roommate um, plugged too many things in the kitchen and made the power go off. Oh no! And I cut it back on, and that save was gone. Tackle your roommate to the ground. I, I got really upset. Yeah, it yeah. was he. he I, the power went off, and I heard Alan from the kitchen <laughs> go, "Fuck!" <laughs> he, he, I heard him stomp through the hallway to where we keep the uh, the circuit breaker, and he started flipping switches. I said, "Alan, what'd you do?" He's like. Nothing. I was like, why did the power go out? Why are you standing in front of the circuit breaker? And he's like, well, plug to me things in. I was like, all right. Well, I know I probably just lost probably about an hour's worth of progress in Persona. Uh, that I was a little miffed about that. And then I sat down and turned my my PS3 back on. Yeah. Oh, okay. I played on PS3, and the whole the whole save was gone. And I said, "Well, I'm, I'm very upset." <laughs> I uh, it was after whenever a big a party member dies in that oh, game. Oh, oh man, that's like you're like dying to find out what happens next. Yeah. Oh boy, that's rough, dude. Yeah, yeah. I had um, I had a save of final. I had a Final Fantasy X save where I was trying to get all the ultimate weapons and beat all the super bosses and stuff. So I was very close. I was like 100 hours deep into this save file. And uh, my friend, who I let play Final Fantasy X because he's never played it before, who I specifically told him to do not save over this particular file specifically, ended up saving over my file. It went over 100 hours spent. Um, he looked at me as he was doing it, and he realized it. He got up and ran, and I chased after him. And then I threw, I threw my large, oversized comb at him and hit him at the back of the head and drew blood. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And then you know that's that's what he deserved, and he understood. But um, yeah, saves in me, man. I don't, I don't, I don't. I also lost my Xenoblade Chronicles X save. I oh. was like 160 hours deep. I was about to say you. I, I was good. I was just about to say you don't hear about modern consoles nowadays. Usually, yeah. You know how you have the uh, like the externals tied to your like Wii U or whatever. Mm -hmm. So my brother-in-law decides that uh, he needs to borrow a, a USB hard drive 
and then takes it from my desk, which was attached to the Wii U, and decides to plug it in and just decides to just click yes through everything. Because what could possibly go wrong? You Would know? you like to reformat this? Yeah, it's like, oh, this is not readable. Would you like to reformat it? It's like, yeah, of course I do. Of course. <laughs> just deletes my save. Oh, my fatal frame uh, made in the water. Save file's gone 15 hours in. Why do I have such bad luck with save files, Drew? I'm just realizing this now. This happens all the time to me. Mm. This is some bullshit. But anyway, let's get back to JRPG specifically. (laughs) So PS1, uh, not to flaunt my credentials for JRPG expert, but let me tell you about the games I've beaten, okay? Okay. I have the list, full list of USA-released PlayStation games. Did you do this prior to recording, or is this something you've always had? No, I'm looking at the uh, – there's a Reddit list right now. Okay. Yeah, so I just searched it because I was curious about the games I played before. Well, let me so, let, link me that list because I'd like to – Oh, yeah, 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 of course. I'd like to take a look at that as well. Okay. So this is uh, this is prime time radio. Mm-hmm. This, is, uh, this is how we do. Everybody uh, who listens to Phoenix Down knows that this is what we do. Okay. All right. All right, so I'm going to start from the top of the Sony PlayStation list. And if I've beaten it, I'm going to mention the name. If you've also beaten it, or if you played it, go ahead and chime in, okay? And then I might double back on some of these, all right? All right. Brave Fancer Musashi. Okay. Mark, uh, was it uh, Breath of Fire 4, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy 7. True. Yeah. Yeah. So if you beaten it, just say yep. Oh, oh um, you you skip one that I beat. I beat Breath oh, of Fire three. You beat Breath of Fire three. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy eight. Yes. You, you didn't beat Final Fantasy. 8? Yes, I beat. Okay, eight. okay. Final Fantasy nine. Yes. Okay, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. From Mission three. No. Okay, Grandia. Yes. Oh yeah, Grandia was good. Grandia two um, was my favorite. Oh, grand! Oh, that combat engine is so good. Dude. It's so good, and dude, the music <sighs> in that game is so yeah. Sky Dragon Slash. Yes, it's it's, it's man, it's fantastic. That's I gotta play that remaster at some point, dude. It's on my list. Uh, and we just talked about it. Uh, Legend of Dragoon. Yep. Uh, Legend of Lagaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legend of Mana. Did you play? I have never played a Legend of Mana game. Oh, Legend of Mana is actually pretty cool. Very, very beautiful to the art art style. Uh, Lunar Silver Star Story. Played it, never finished it. That's a good game. Um, any game by Working Designs during this period was actually really cool. Came with a bunch of really cool extra stuff. Yep. Uh, Lunar 2, Eternal Blue. I have that one, and I ha- still have the box and everything. It has. I still have the medallion that came with it. <laughs> yep, I beat that one. Yeah, yeah. Those, those games are fun. Uh, Parasite Eve. Okay, you skipped over one I need to talk about. Okay, what's, what's up with that? Monster Seed. What the fuck is that? It is a horrible <laughs> video game. Never even heard of it, dude. It's a wannabe Pokemon. Oh, boy. It is bad. Yeah. That bad, huh? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Parasite so Eve, is, yes. Oh, Parasite Eve. Uh, Parasite Eve 2? No. Hmm. Underrated, I think. Yes, it's not Parasite Eve. It's very, very different. It's kind of a Resident Evil clone, which I thought you might be kind of into, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I did not beat the original Persona. I have not either. I've played it, yeah. but I have not beat it. Yeah, it's it's rough to go back to. It's like first-person dungeon crawling and stuff like that. Yeah. I have beaten Persona 2 uh, Eternal Sin, but I have not beaten the other one. Uh, uh, 
eternal sin and something punishment. Um, something, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think I reviewed, I reviewed one of them on the PSP. PSP, right? Yeah, yeah. those makes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I have not beat Saga Frontier 1, but I did beat Saga Frontier 2. I have played the first Saga Frontier, that's it. Uh, phenomenal music, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's like one of, one of the best, like, combat soundtracks. Um, I did not beat, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, the, was it Soul Hackers? Soul Hackers. I played it on the DS or 3DS? Yes, yes. So I ended up reviewing it on the 3DS and beating it there, but I did not beat it on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I beat Star Ocean Second Story. I've only beat one Star Ocean game in my life. Uh, which one? Four. Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four. It's uh, Till Eternity or Till the End of Time, right? Uh, New Hope. Or, or what? The, the Last Hope. Oh, 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 that's the PS4 one, right? Uh, PS4. No, PS, PS3 one. It was originally on Xbox 360, and then they brought it to the PS3 oh, as the international yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Yeah. I've beaten Star Ocean 1, 2, 3, 4, but I did not beat 5. 5 disappointed me. 5 was uh, uh, the weird one with the dumb name. Yeah. Integrity yeah. And, and faithfulness or whatever. Yes, yes, I think you're you're precisely right. Uh, Suicoden 1. I've played one of the sequins, but I couldn't even tell you which one it is. Probably Suikoden 2. That's the more popular one. Okay. Uh, I played both. I love the Suikoden series, by the way. I, I know Konami is just a shit show of a game developer now, but I do hope they either sell the uh, the Intel uh, the IP to somebody or they decide to make some, make some new games themselves. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen. Uh, Tales of Destiny? That's one of the Tales games, right? Yeah, that's one of the earlier ones. I have never played a Tales game. God, I feel like we had this conversation before, and I said this is the one that you should get into. Yep. Um, you should try Berseria sometime. That's I have. I, I own Berseria and Vesper. No, no, I own Vesperia, Berseria, uh-huh. and Zisteria. Um. Oh yeah, I keep telling you to start with Vesperia, right? Yeah. Yeah, start with Vesperia one day. Yeah, one day. Um. I did not beat Tales of Destiny 2, or Tales of Eternia, as as called. I did beat Thousand Arms, if you've ever heard of that game. I've never even heard of it. Thousand Arms is actually a really dumb, but kind of fun. It's like a dating sim crossed over with like an RPG game. Okay. Uh, it's fun. Um, Vagrant Story? Uh, I have not played that game. Oh, yeah? Dude, yeah. this is one of those cult classic hits. Yeah, I know um, that's a big one that uh, Matt wants to play. Um, yeah, I recommend it. It has one of my favorite lines, which has been played out to death, but when you saw it, like, for the first time, you're like, yeah, that guy's a badass. And if you ever play the game, you know exactly what line I'm talking about. Uh, Valkyrie Profiles? Uh, no. Oh, damn, dude, that's another cult classic. You, you skipped one that I've played, Threads of Fate. Threads of Fate. I played it, I did not beat it. How was it? it it's, it, it's okay. It's, it was the first, I, I was expecting a turn-based role-playing game. What you got was almost like a Diablo-type game. That kind, of, that kind of sounds cool, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like a, it's like a side-scrolling, um, action hack and slash. Hmm. Maybe I'll look into that sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, Vandal Hearts, as I said before, I did play it and beat it. No. Um, uh, Vandal Hearts Two, also as well, not as good as one. There are these strategy RPG games that are kind of reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics in some ways, but not quite as polished. Um, I adore the Wild Arms series. I've beaten every single one of them. Uh, obviously, including one and two. Uh, you never played a Wild Arms game, right? No, I have played Wild Arms. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. Did you beat the first one? I can't remember. 
Oh, dude, I love that. I love that whistling soundtrack and everything, and the western guitar. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I adore those, those games. And obviously, your favorite PlayStation One game, Xenogears. I have beaten we, that well, game. Yeah, your favorite game of all time, of course. Yeah. All right, so dude, we have played a lot of PlayStation One games, my friend. Oh yes. <laughs> this is this is a generation of time when we had a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it's all I had was time. Back. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a lot of money, but we sure had a lot of time. Um, I think I might even be able to beat that list with the PS2 list. And I'm oh. looking at it, and I'm like, I've beaten most of these. Yeah. That's that's crazy to me. Arc the Lad, um, Dot Hack, I played a couple of those, but I can't even remember which one they were. Um, Dark Cloud, 1 and 2. Uh, Final Fantasy 10. By the way, Dark Cloud 2, really goddamn good game. Yeah. Like, way better than 1. Well, yeah, leaps and yeah. bounds, man. Dark Cloud One felt like an experiment. Yes, yes. The whole making the village and stuff like that—it yeah. was a novel attempt. But Dark Cloud Two really kind of pushed everything together into one polished experience. So, I have reviewed mm-hmm. a Dragon Quest game, but that was the first time I'd ever played one. That was Dragon Quest uh, Eight, right? On mm-hmm. the was three DS or something, or it was on three DS. Yeah. But I can't remember which one it was. It was the one I where you travel in time through time. Oh, Dragon Quest Six? Maybe. Um is it is it a two D sprite art one? Uh yeah. Uh, I think this was the only time it ever came to the United States. No man, Dragon Quest uh, games have gotten popular. Like they all the Dragon Quest games have basically come out now. Yeah, but I'm saying this. I think it was the first time at this oh, at this particular oh, one. Oh, came. okay. Was it the one with the bride, or the one with the generations? I'm guessing the generation. Did the main guy have spiky red hair? I can't remember. Okay. Dragon Quest. I'm looking for my review. Yeah. Um, I will say though, specifically about Dragon Quest, I like them. The ones that I played, and I've only played a few of them to completion. I think I only played maybe two to completion. I like them, but they are not my favorite. I think they're great for what they do, and I I respect the fact that they follow a tradition. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, I kind of seem to be looking for something a little bit different. Right. Yeah. Did you figure out which one? I'm still looking. (laughs) <laughs> There's 13 pages here for Dragon Quest, even though most of it's just Dragon Age, Dragon, 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 Blue Dragon. Rock the, rock the Dragon? Rock the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, so, outside of, obviously, Final Fantasy VII, right? Yeah. You had to pick one more JRPG that is your favorite in all the PlayStation 1 catalog. Which one would you pick? Ooh, PlayStation 1 catalog. PlayStation 1 catalog. You have the list right in front of you. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I I, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say probably Final Fantasy 9. Dude, I don't know why you're hesitant. That's such a popular decision. It's a great... Well, I just don't want to do two Final Fantasies. Oh, I, I, I see what you mean. No, just just follow your heart, dude. I think that's right. Um, I respect that choice. And I'm going to go with... Uh, I will say that I adore Final Fantasy IX, um, not quite as much as some other fanatics, and I also would love to give it to Suikoden 2. I think it's it's a phenomenal game, but 
it, this in this particular point of time, I'm gonna say Wild Arms one for me, um, because it's it's a series that has been missing for so long in my life. You know, the last game that came out for the series was a PS3 game, and uh, was it PS no PS2 game? Yeah, PS2 game. Holy shit, it's been a long time. And um, the last I heard of it was they're making a fucking mobile game. You know, breaks my heart every time, man. Yeah, God, I would love to see that series come back. So let me ask you this, because this is always a, a good one that always pops up. What do you consider a role-playing game? So we know Final Fantasy VII is a role-playing game. Is The Legend of Zelda a role-playing game? I think, to me specifically, when we're talking about genres, and I think genres, uh, designations are actually kind of difficult because of how many different types of games they are and what they you know, try to accomplish, right? Yeah. But when I think about RPGs, I think very traditional RPGs, you know, meaning something that has the gameplay, gameplay stylings of a traditional RPG. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be turn-based, but it can't be hack-and-slash either, you know what I mean? So you can be an action RPG game, but you have to really have more of a of a buildup for your character. You do get more hearts for your character as a Zelda game. Or you do get more tools, but you're not really like leveling your character up. You know, uh, you're not really finding fine tuning uh, a bunch of different characters together. So in truth, you can basically call most games RPGs and not be wrong technically. But at the same time, that kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, putting the whole RPG moniker on it. So when I think about RPG, I think more of a traditional RPG with traditional combat engines and obviously a very strong focus on kind of building your own characters and then, you know, making your own choices and all those other things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think – so I know we're talking about JRPGs, but Jay, I have to ask. What's, what's, what's some of your favorite Western RPGs? Oh, dude, then. Let's just get straight into it. Dragon Age, the original Dragon Age. Absolutely. Oh, oh my God. The the sheer amount of choices that you have uh, uh, and that world is just so interesting. And obviously, we can't have a Phoenix Sun discussion without talking about Alpha Protocol. I, You know, <laughs> I, this that's the reason I brought it up because, yeah. man, I was – I hated that game when I first played it. Yep. Hated it. But after discovering just how deep that game actually gets, that that's it's amazing. It Obsidian with all Entertainment the money and resources. Yeah. Yeah. Obsidian just, Entertainment knows what the hell they're doing. They do. They do. And you can see bits of that in the outer worlds. Yeah. It's of it. That's not. It's not all there, obviously, but you can see the inspirations that led to that. Um, and boy, like, I would love to see like an Alpha Protocol, like a remake or something, with like really amazing combat engine. Um, actually, I, I kind of want to want them to keep the same voice actors. <laughs> they did great. <laughs> yeah, I think so. The voice acting was great. Oh man, the main character, especially how how much of an asshole he can be. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> some of those lines. Uh, he was a sarc- sarcasm machine, man. Mm-hmm. It, it was intense. Uh, did you find the Dragon Quest game? I did not. <laughs> I, I gave up. 
<laughs> it's your own review, Drew. I can't remember. It's been a few years now. I'm just going to look up Dragon Quest games. Just like type in Dragon Quest ZTGD. I'm sure it's in there I somewhere. I did, and I could not find it. <sighs> Maybe it's all a figment of your imagination. No, I know I did it. I'm just going to look up. I'm going to look up pictures and see if I can find it. Okay, so Dragon let's Quest Seven. To... Thank you very much. Dragon Quest Seven. Oh, I didn't even play that one, so I don't. I don't even know. Um, Fragments of the Forgotten Past. Fragments of the. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Did you enjoy it? I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It made me say, I want to play another Dragon Quest game that may be better than this. And then, did you ever play Dragon Quest Eight? No. I, that's the only Dragon Quest game I've ever played. Um, have you thought about maybe checking out Dragon Quest? Uh, was it nine right now? Is that the newest one? Yeah, right. I mean, sure, but I wait. I, no, I think it's eleven. Eleven or thirteen, right? Nah, I, I'm pretty sure it's eleven. Yes, yeah, Dragon Quest eleven. Gosh. Okay, nah. I mean, so. I, I would love to. I don't have the time. Hey, listen, Drew. You as as a new Switch owner. You have the perfect opportunity to check out that definitive edition that has all this additional content and all those other things, and you can play it on the go. You know, what better way? True. Huh? That's yeah. very true. And just uh, take into consideration. Uh, I played maybe like 15 hours of that game, and I, I want to go back into it. But I stopped when I heard about this new version coming out and with all this new content. I was like, well, I'm just going to play that version instead then. So I'll probably just pick it up, the, the Switch version, or hopefully maybe they do a PC release or something, then I'll do that. Um, so moving on to the PS2 generation. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. So I have beaten every single dot .hack game, and I mean every single one of them. Dot .hack GU, dot .hack Part uh, 1, 2, 3, 4. Uh, I have played and beaten every single Artonelical game, including the PS3 version. Have you played one of those games? Yeah, I reviewed uh, the one you say is horrible. The, the PS3 one. Uh, yeah, the the eh, it's not like the worst of our cell or whatever. It's not the worst game ever made or anything, but it's just not as good as the other two. I was so um, proud of myself. I still remember it. I was so proud of my um my tagline for that review. What was it? I don't know if the other Artonelical games make you it, when you do stuff, it makes people's clothes blow off. Probably does. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that one, you had to do certain things to make you know. The women's clothes blow off. The tagline was, it's getting hot in here, so take off all of your clothes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Boomer. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Topical. I know. I know. All right. So, yeah, if you're ever looking for your list of sexual innuendos in the JRPG game, I don't think it can possibly top the Art games, where it's literally built into the very mechanics of the games themselves. Yeah. Um, but I would say the first two games on PS2 are actually really great RPG games. They basically kind of make you go dive into the mind of these girls um, and try to help them get over trauma and other things. And they kind of represent them in very creative and interesting ways. And the music, holy shit, the music is phenomenal. Yeah, the music even in the, the PS3 one yeah. is really good. The, the, the creator of the, uh, the, was it, no, the, the, uh, the composer for the music created a language in order to use the hymns for the music. That's how serious he got and how much he put into the game and it really shows. Um, I also played Ark the Lag, Twilight of the Twilight of the Spirits. Yep. If you ever, if you ever heard of that, Ark the Lag Collection. Whatever uh, that, that is. Is that the PS One game? 
right? I th- is that a PS1 game? Was it even on that list? I, yeah, I think it was. I skipped over because I didn't play it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Arts of Light is cool, but it never got kind of the uh, the notoriety that the other RPG games tend to get. Um, also, in the PS2 generation is where my uh, love for the Adelir Iris or Adelir series in general started. So I played a lot of those, but I only started with the PS3 ones. In fact, I had never heard of these games until I had started reviewing for the website. They're very different creatures from the PS3 one, where you're like doing time management. And these ones are more very traditional RPG-ish, you know. So they're fun. I play one, two, three. Uh, Breath of Fire Five Dragon Quarter. Um, I think it's probably one of the most underrated games of all time. I think it's brilliant in a lot of ways, way ahead of its time. Um, But I could also understand if people don't like it because there's some lot of little obtuse things about it. Uh, Dark Cloud 1 and 2 we talked about. Did you ever play any of the Disguy games in the PS2 generation? Uh, not, not in the PS2 generation. I played the, th- the PlayStation 3 ones. Uh, you played Disguy 4 with the Sardine guy, right? Yeah, Sardine guy yeah. and I played 5. Yeah, yeah. Disguy 4 is uh, especially great in my book. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, was it Valva Torres? Yep. Um, and that guy, yeah, that, that was great. I love the series. I think it's one of Nippon Ichi's best uh, series as far as their flagship titles go. And... Um, um, they're, the company is not doing so well these days, so I hope they don't go on that. I hope they keep making the Sky games because like, I, I do certainly look forward to them every time. Uh, Dragon Quest VIII, um, one of the first... Actually, this was the first Dragon Quest game I ever beat um, on the PS2. thought it was great. Did you, do you remember Eternal Poison? Never heard of it. You know VanillaWare, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's one of their, it's one of their earlier games. Really? Were they, were yeah, they, yeah. they going under Flight Plan? What? That's what it says right here. Developer flight plan. Uh, mainly by... Wait, am I thinking of the wrong game? No, no, this... Published by Atlas. Strategy RPG. I'm pretty sure this is it. Maybe they went to become VanillaWare later. Huh. Maybe I'm mistaken. But I remember that really sophisticated and incredible uh, 2D sprite work that VanillaWare is known for. Uh, and then Final Fantasy X, uh, X2. Uh, did you play X2, Drew? I played, uh, I rented it and said, I hate this, and took it back. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't hate it. I think it did some neat things, but it, it also didn't kind of need to exist at the same time. Yeah. You know? It's like, X was an amazing ending. Like, oh man, I still remember that scene where, like, T- uh, Titus, like, hugs Yuna from behind and he's like, disappears, like, through her and then joins the rest of the, the dreams. I was like, oh my god, that's so touching. And then X2 comes out and undoes all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was also the first, um, direct Final Fantasy sequel as well. And then after this point, they started doing, um, they did made that, like, sequel to Final Fantasy 4, if you remember. Like the after years or something That's right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they started making sequels to their Final Fantasy games, which, uh, you know, tend, tend, tend to not be that great. Although I think Final Fantasy 13-2 is actually better than 13. It's, it's, my... it's one of the better Final Fantasy games to come out in recent years. <laughs> I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. 13-2 is a phenomenal game. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. I, I enjoy that game. Uh, and then 13-3, I hate it. Fucking Lightning Returns. Yeah, God. that was, oof, that was rough. Like um, Grandia 2 we just spoke about. Fantastic and, uh, game. 
dude, I I missed. I willingly missed a midterm to play this game. Grandia Two. I have a crazy story for this one. Yeah, what's up? So Grandia Two. Um, I played the PC version of this game. Oh, dude, the original PC version is so bad. It is so horrible. It because oh. you could. Oh my god, dude. When you pause the game, it still had the emblems for the Dreamcast version of this game. <laughs> and I was just like, what am I even looking at? I don't even know what to press to, to go to the menus. That's a, that's a high-quality effort port right there, you can tell. Yeah, it was bad. It's still a great game, though. Yeah, well, Grandia 3 was also very good. I never played it. Um, I mean, if you loved Grandia 2's combat, you know, it's... Basically the same thing with some slight modification. Grandia Extreme is kind of the odd one out. It's it's a, it's basically has very little story and it's just all combat, which is kind of okay. But at the same time, it kind of misses the mark in a lot of ways. Um, uh, have you ever played any of the Grow Lancer games? Never even heard of them. So Grow Lancer is kind of known for the person that does the artwork. You know, kind of like Akira Toriyama does the artwork for like Dragon Quest, and sure. that art style is known for that. But Grow Lancer uh, does uh, is done. His artwork is done by another really famous Japanese person, and the whole series has always been done by this person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the look of the series. If you look at like the box art of the game, it's very distinct compared to the other games. Um, and I played Generations, and I thought it was pretty cool. It's just one of those strategy RPG games, but it has a very deep amount of, like, choices that you can make. Like, the things that you can do in that game is actually kind of intense. Ooh, no, uh, like, I'm, like, I'm looking at the the box art. This looks like some, like, early 2000s Gundam stuff right here. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. yeah really detailed art and everything. And all the characters, uh, models, and stuff like that are based off this guy's artwork. Uh, he's terrific. Um... And this is this is the thing that now we're getting to the point where I lose a lot of my RPG cred because I have not beaten a single Kingdom Hearts game in my life. I have played every single Kingdom Hearts game. Have you beaten Kingdom Hearts three? No. Okay. I trust. Do you me. have it? No. You don't. You don't even the, have it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, I reviewed that game. Oh, you, Kingdom Hearts three. You reviewed it. Yes. Okay. But I did not beat it. Yeah. What was wrong with it? You didn't like it? No, no, no. I, I ran out of time. Oh, okay. I had just had to. I had to move on. Yeah. It was during a whole lot of stuff. But I have played every Kingdom Hearts game. Haven't beat three yet, but I can't. I can't tell you what actually happens in that series. <laughs> Is it because you don't want to tell me? It's because you can't tell me. It's because I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It is such a convoluted story. And I know there's some people out there who will tell me I'm an idiot and I just don't understand. I don't understand. But you know, man. Uh I sat through a ten minute video of the story thus far, mm-hmm. thinking that I was gonna dive into Kingdom Hearts three after this. They and they after... do that they do that at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts three. You you actually go through Oh yeah. It says, Would you like to know the story so far? And Jiminy Cricket like tells the story of it. I'm sure it clears everything up 100. percent I mean, I guess um, the series just never gel for me, dude. It's weird. I love Final Fantasy. I love Disney. I should love this game, but I played. I just feel bored. 
So you have you have actually physically played them. You just yes. never beat any of them. I've tried to play Kingdom Hearts one like three times in different occasions. Kingdom Hearts uh, one is rough. I mean, it's it's a hard one to play. The camera is bad in that game. Ah, uh, yeah, combat's so boring. Just everything just respawns. You just smash the fucking uh, attack button over and over again. Hit the magic button every now and then. You just kind of just kind of go for it. And people tell me the Kingdom Hearts two gets better. It does, and I believe them. But if I don't beat Kingdom Hearts one, I'm never playing Kingdom Hearts two. Yes, and if I never beat Kingdom Hearts two, I never be, I'm never going to play Kingdom Hearts three. That's just that's well, just not how. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You you really think you can just play Kingdom Hearts one and then two and then three? Sure. Let me dream. Okay. You are out of your mind. There's like four or five games in between two and three. I watch a YouTube video. It'll be fine. I had, well, I'll tell you what. The the best Kingdom Hearts game is ever made. Mm-hmm. Birth by Sleep. You tell me that. I played that game a little bit, but I don't know. It just doesn't control that great on the PSP. I can, I don't know, dude. You can play it on PlayStation Three or Four now because they put it in the special sure. editions. You know what? If I can get a copy of that, the story does for PS4 collection that has like all the PS1 to. I mean, uh, if it has all the Kingdom Hearts One, Two, Birth by Sleep, and other stuff on it, for like maybe like fifteen bucks or something, maybe I'll pick it up. I'll give it one more shot. But I'm, I'm sure you could probably do it now. Probably, but I don't. I don't know, dude. I I just don't have the heart to go back to. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, Magna Carta. That's a weird game. Those are strategy RPGs. Yeah, this one's more action action based. Okay. So this is made. Is this actually a Korean RPG? By the way, it's not actually not a JRPG. So I don't. I don't know why it's in here. Huh. Yeah. Well, apparently so, I see Marvel Ultimate Alliance in here, and that's not... Well, I mean, Spider-Man is a quintessential Japanese character, so, you know, I mean, come on now. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Softmax is one of those developers that not a lot of people know about. They make, like, SRPGs for, like, Korean companies and Korean publishers. And Magna Carta is actually kind of cool. The There's a P, there's an Xbox 360 game that came out as well, also called Magna Carta 2. And that game is actually kind of fun. It's a very traditional RPG game that I enjoyed. Uh, Makai Kingdom and the Chronicles of Sacred Tome is another Nipponichi game. Um, it's fun. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, Mana Kamiya 1 and 2 are actually spin-off of uh, Adelir games. Oh. Yeah, so this is more like combat, heavy-focused uh, Adelir games, and they're fantastic. I still, to this day, have the soundtracks of these two games of my phones. I always put it in with my like workout music because they hype me up so much. That's how amazing the music is in these games. Gus makes some good ass music for JRPG games. Yeah. Gus does and man, let me tell you, the the wizards over at Falcom. Oh, oh the masters do. God, they make some amazing soundtracks. <sighs> like I'm I'm not even the biggest fan of like the Yi series, mm-hmm. but wow. Their it's freaking like- soundtracks are amazing. You don't even have to play the game. Just listen to the soundtrack and you'll get it. That's yeah. how good they are. Yeah. Um, that's the interesting thing about game soundtracks in general. Sometimes, like, you'll only really appreciate it if you hear it within the context of the game and you kind of build up that love for that particular tune over time as you keep listening to it, right? But when, when a song is really well composed and it's just really exciting, it doesn't matter what, like, context you hear it, you know? Yeah. It's, it'll just get you. And, uh, 
yeah, Tim Falcom, Team JDK, they're one of the best in the business. I always, every single time I do one of the Falcon reviews, I always put in as one of my pluses soundtrack. Yep. <laughs> every single time, and I always put in like a a sample of a song or something like that, and it's it's, it's always great. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, yeah. So going strictly to Vanillaware, Odin Sphere. I have played Odin Sphere not enough to even talk about. The PS4 remake that they did later on, that people thought was a port, is actually kind of a remake because they just overhauled the combat engine entirely. Fantastic. Like, way, way better than the PS2. The PS2 version is really rough. The combat is really stiff. But if you ever have a chance to play the PS4 version of Wilden Sphere, I highly recommend that you do. Um, have you ever played that Okage Shadow King game? I have, because... When I first got my PS2, there wasn't many games out for it. Was this one of the launch games? Uh, it may have been a launch game. It was October of 2001, so I guess it had to have been. Damn, dude. Yeah. Uh, do you remember anything about this game? Nothing. I know Something about a shadow. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that one. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, Did you play I as think... kids? Wasn't it like you play as kids? Dude, I don't, I don't remember. I this can't. is one of those games that kind of like, yeah, I, you know, launch title. So either you choose this or you hit the turtle for weakness for massive damage. Or is that a PS2 three generation? That was joke? PS3. Uh, so what was the PS2 joke? Was it uh, was, was it Grand there... I mean, uh, no, was that Ridge Racer PS2 joke? Or was it was that? No, every joke that you're thinking of is PS3 because E3 was not televised until oh, like, wow. 2006. God, PS3 was such a gaff machine, man. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, Radiated Stories. That game was fun. Never played you heard it. of that one? Oh, it's a Square Enix game. It's actually pretty good. It's made by the people that made the uh, the Valkyria profile game, Triace. Okay. And Triace also made Star Ocean. So they kind of have a pedigree. And it's a game where you take in the role of like this girl or girl, a girl or a guy, and then you like pick different sides. And it's actually kind of neat. Kind of an action RPG thing. Um, I know for a fact that you play Rogue, like, uh, Rogue Galaxy. Yes, beat it. Yes. How'd you enjoy that, by the way? I'm coming back to it after all this time. I, You know what? I think it was okay. Yeah? It's got some faults to it, sure. Um, But I was... It, it was a competent RPG. It, it was. It's definitely a little bit more hack and slashy than... than what I was remembering. The only thing that really stood out to me about Rogue Galaxy was the cover art. Every time I went to a GameStop or a game store, I would always see that and say, yeah, I really want to play that. Is it, is it the, the Pirates in Space look that yeah. kind of gave you the feeling? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's okay. It's, it's, it's solid. And, you know, they released it on PS4. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, it looks good. Yeah, you know. That's the beauty of cell shaded graphics, man. It really ages well. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadow Hearts? Nope. Oh, man. Uh, I will tell you, Shadow Hearts Covenant, which is the sequel to Shadow Hearts, is one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. Really? Yeah. Like, that's one of those games that, like, I, I like, cried, like, super hard during certain moments of this game. Um, the combat is really interesting. It has this ring of face system where everything that you do, like literally everything that you do from like trying to convince someone in like dialogue, well, not, not, not dialogue trees, but certain like turn of events 
or to combat, like making punches and stuff like that connect, you got to time your presses to this thing that kind of goes around in a circle. And that gameplay always really kept me engaged. Um, it's also one of those games that has a story that's kind of fictional, historical fiction. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So basically, you have these historical characters like Ross Putin, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Anastasia, and all these other people, and they're put into this new environment with new, like, branches and histories and times and everything. It's fascinating. The The soundtrack is unlike anything you'll hear in any of the other PS2 games with some, like, really haunting melodies. The combat is amazing. The characters, uh, the main character of Shadow Hearts is, uh, is a guy named Yuri, one of my favorite main characters of all time as well. It's one of those games that, like, because Shadow Hearts 2 is so, like, so close to my heart, I want people to play it. But you can't play Shadow Hearts 2 without playing Shadow Hearts 1. And Shadow Hearts 1 is nowhere near as good as 2. So it's one of those situations, you know? Yeah, it's you, like playing there. The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to convince someone to play The Witcher 1 before they played, like, The Witcher, you know, 3 or 2 is, is, a, is a hard sell. Mm. Um, we did it, though. Oh, boy. Yeah. Got it, got it done. Uh, although you still have not been Witcher 3, so, you know, nope. shame on you. That is the first game we're going to be tackling next year. <laughs> yeah, for like six months, buddy. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not starting over. Oh, okay. Okay, good, good. I'm glad you're not because it's going to take a long time. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, uh, so after that, we kind of move on to our good old Shin Megami Tensei with games which have gotten so huge. Tons of them. Yeah, I can't believe how many there are, dude. Look yeah. at that. Um, the Devil Summoner games, I played both of those games. They're fun, but they're not typically amazing. You do fight Hitler. Yep. So that's that's cool. It's fun. It, it, they take place during World War Two. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's it's those games are weird because you're like a private investigator on top uh-huh. of a demon summoner. Summoner, yeah. It's yeah, so it's... weird. Shit, Mega Intensity goes for it, dude. You can't say that it doesn't. Yeah, you know? they 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 do some weird stuff. Sometimes you're. Uh, a private investigator in World War Two. Sometimes you're a computer hacker who finds demons in the machine. Yeah. Sometimes you're just in high school. You're and sometimes you're just get... a high school student. <laughs> or sometimes you're abandoned mercenaries who turn into demons and cannibalize each other, you know? Yeah. Like in the uh, Digital Devil Saga. Digital Devil Saga. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like those two games, too. Um, the fact that they were two different games, kind of like one continuous story from each other. Uh, also... Shin Megami Tensei games have some amazing music as well. They it's do. not, yeah. Like, remember the first time ever. Like, I want you to remember where you were <laughs> when you first heard mass destruction. Baby, 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 baby. Oh my god! Did you? I, I don't know if you ever. I, I retweeted it recently. Um, somebody silenced the music uh-huh. and just got the guy who's rapping whenever you're in your dorm. Yeah, Where that's that kind of like slow rap, right? Yeah, he's like, don't hurt nobody. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, hey. And I'm just like, this is what nightmares are made out of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I got to find that tweet. I'll retweet it to you. Yeah. Find it again. yeah that's not, that sounds good. Oh. Uh, but Persona has this way of, or Shin Megami Tensei in particular, has this way of, like, the first few times you hear it, you're like, wow, this is really cringy and bad. And then about like the fiftieth time you hear it, you're like, "Ooh yeah!" Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and then the reach out for the truth song in Persona Four. Oh god, the oh the, god, the unheard lyrics of that is amazing. I'm sure it is because it can sound like a lot of different things. I face off. I make ham. <laughs> I reach out for canned food on this grill, thinking <laughs> I say that the homo man now is old. Go listen to it. You'll yeah. hear it. Yeah, I I think I think that's pretty good. Uh, you can't beat the one wing angel, of course. That's the greatest one of all time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I gotta say, dude, like. I think I played Persona 3 in a weird point of my life, like, where I was feeling a little isolated, you know, from, like, friends, family, and everything, and it kind of helped me get over a couple of things. It's it's a weird thing. I had, like, a like an experience with that game. Yeah. It's, um... So what was your first... Really shot me in would you say that uh, Persona 2 or 1 was your first uh, Shin Megami Tensei game? Oh, no, no, no. Definitely did. I played Persona 3 first. Okay. And then I decided to go back to Persona 3 later. I'm Persona 2 later just to see what it was about. But, um, dude, like, I mean, you play Persona 3, 4, and 5 at this point, right? Yeah, I, I've played, like, yeah. I've played... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which one's your favorite at this point? Like, 4. What, what do you think? 4? 4, without a doubt. I think mine is 3, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot bigger stakes in three. That's true. True. Like the uh, the world will legit end if it's, eh, it's also kind of true in Persona Five, right? I mean, sure, but but yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Persona Three, like you know, I don't know. I, like I, that, the one thing that Persona Three got to me was there was times where all right, I had my team. And then they they had missions that forced you to use characters you don't normally use, and now they're level yeah. twenty and I'm level fifty. Yeah, and I'm just like, come on, you can't do this. Yeah, there's some obviously there were some gameplay mechanics about obviously not sharing levels. Um, all the Persona Four also had that too, but you didn't really need to use other characters once you were like, I know people that were like, oh, Yosuke, uh, Yukiko, <laughs> Chie, and that's their team for the entire game, you know? Yeah. And you could do that in Persona 4, but in Persona 3, you did have to switch things up. Yeah. Um, it's actually one of the only times that I actually decided to write like a message to the developers because they were not putting out Persona 3 fast, you know, with like, the extra content and the extra story and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was legitimately upset. And I'm not, I'm obviously not the type of person that's gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna kill your whole family if you don't, you know, no, no. But I wrote like a very courteous letter saying like how much the story of Persona 3 meant to me and how I would love to play Persona 3 Fez and this story. Eventually, I ended up um, importing Persona 3 Fez in Korean, and then I went that route. And then obviously, and then it came out. Yeah, two months after the fact. Oh, announcing Western release. It happens every single time I import a game, dude. I don't. I don't even know why. Yeah, but it it does. But yeah, the first Shin Megami Tensei game I ever played was actually Nocturne. Oh, Nocturne was great, dude. Yeah, Nocturne is freaking weird. Yes. Um, wait, was, uh, wait, was wait, no- well, hold on. We're talking about the one featuring Dante. Dante from Devil right, right. May Cry series, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's plastered over the big... That's such a horrible cover, right? I gotta admit that Dante was kind of cool in Nocturne, though. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was plastered over the front cover like it was the main selling point. Because <laughs> at that point, nobody knew what Shin Megami Tensei was, man. No. And Dante was the hotness. Yeah. So you know, you got you got to sell some copies of the game. I didn't even um, know it was called Shin Megami Tensei originally. I just thought it was called Nocturne. Nocturne. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
It's just crazy how far the Shin Megami Tensei games have come. Look at, like, fucking Dancing in Midnight. They have dancing minigames, fighting games for these spin-off things, and uh, the amount of fan art and love for these characters is, is intense. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I like it. You know, I think this is a series that has come a really long way. But I do hope that they go beyond this whole, like, you know, we're high school kids, you know, kind of. And then, you know, they have the Shin Megami Tensei mainline games, and then the Persona games, which are kind of become these school simulator games. Yeah. But I hope they don't focus specifically on one thing, or they try to, you know... Do we really need a, a Muso Persona 5 game, you know? Do we, though? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, come on, you know. Let's move on. Just make Persona 6. I don't know, dude. Make make another Shin Megami Tensei game. Where's that Switch Shin Megami Tensei game that was supposed to come out like two years ago, you know? That's true, yeah. Uh, so, get get on that. Um, Moving on, I mean, um, yeah, you talked about Star Ocean until the end of time. Yep. No. Uh, no, I talked about Star Ocean 4. 4, yes. I keep thinking. Uh, Till the End of Time was pretty good. PS2 RPG game. Really fun comeback. Uh, Stella Diaz, it's like the strategy RPG game. Kind of weird graphic style, but also kind of cool. Um, Suikoden 3, 4, and 5. I think 3 and 5 are phenomenal, especially 3. Uh, but 4 I really did not enjoy, and I did not beat that game. What was wrong with it? So they have this... It's, it's a game that really focuses on boats for some reason. And you, you kind of go sailing a lot, and that really annoyed me. And the characters kind of never... It kind of felt like the the middle child between two games that people were really passionate about, you know? So it's, it's one of those games like, oh, we have to put this game out soon, so let's just do a kind of deal. That's what it felt. It felt really rushed. And I didn't, I didn't particularly enjoy 4. But 3 and 5, uh, 3 especially. I think 3, I could make the case for, has one of the greatest uh, JRPG antagonists of all time. Like, delving into his motivations and stuff. Like, not to go... I mean, not to go into fucking spoilers for a game that came out in 2002 or anything. But well, the main antagonist for Suikoden 3 is one of the main characters of Suikoden 2. And... Oh, God, it's just... Man, I could write a fucking essay about this character. Uh, and what makes him so interesting and amazing as as an antagonist. Mm. But it kind of really speaks to that game. And I, I do hope it kind of sees like a remake or something like that at some point, because it certainly deserves it. Uh, I played Tales of Lagandia, Abyss. I did not play Destiny uh, Director's Cut or Rebirth, on because I don't think they ever came out in Japan. I mean, they came out in... Yeah, these three did not come out in the U.S., because Tales games were not that popular. Yeah. Um... And of course, uh, Drew's favorite series, Zeno Saga, episode one, two, three, which we'll be obviously uh, playing through in uh, Phoenix Town later, uh, later next year. You know, when the was when was it the uh, the remaster collection comes out, Retro? Right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll just uh, let's wait for that. And, and then there's X Men Legends on here for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest of JRPGs. Yeah, the, the the JRPG made by Raven Software. Yeah, that's a that's a very typical you know Japanese publisher developer. So let's let's pose the question again, right? Now we're on the PS2 generation. Two of your favorite JRPGs. Persona Four. Okay. Uh, man. I, honestly, that, I'm going to do it again. Persona 2, 4 and Persona 
Honestly, those, I mean, like, those are the biggest standouts to me. Yeah. You can't go wrong, dude. Those games are so good. Yeah. I mean, like, um, they, they, they kind of revitalized my, my love for JRPG, the turn-based role-playing games. It's crazy that you're passing over Final Fantasy X, which was originally your favorite JRPG series, and ten was actually still a pretty good entry. Ten, ten was solid, and it, it broke grounds. I mean, it was the first it game did. to have like crazy tons of voice, voice acting, yeah. and and it looked great. But I just I don't care for a lot of those characters. <laughs> don't trust the bed, brother. <laughs> I was I was going to go with the I was going to go with the ha 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 ha. You know what? That scene has been misconstrued too many times. I think I think it's charming, you know, cringy but charming way. I, I understand what they're going for. It's yep. just, man, we still hadn't learned how to do good voice acting. <laughs> voice acting is hard, okay? I, I yeah, well, I understand that, but you know, for me, it's it's really tough because I have three that are so dear to my heart, but I, you know, I did it to myself. I shoved myself in the foot. Oh my god, no, it's like it's like four that I would choose. But out of all these, I would choose Persona 3, and I would pick Shadow Hearts 2. God, that's that's so that's so painful. Because mm. I adore Suikoden 3, and Grandia 2, obviously. Uh, but uh, you know what? I'm going to say that Grandia 2 is actually a Dreamcast game, so that doesn't, doesn't technically count. It's true, I mean, it is. Yes, 2 version was, was rubbish. And uh, it's good that we spend so much time on PS1 and PS2 because PS3 is kind of rubbish for RPG games, actually. There's a ton of them. But most of them are rubbish. Um, I'm looking through them. Yeah. 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 I mean, would you even count Persona 5 as a PS3 RPG? Not really. It's a PS4 RPG. Yeah, right? it came out a yeah. couple of years ago. No. Yeah, you really can't. Um, I think this is the the era where Adelier games kind of found their strut for their modern like generations for their whole time management and stuff. Yeah, and that's cool. Uh, we have some solid Disgaea titles like Disgaea Four. I really loved. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about Final Fantasy Thirteen Two being better than it actually has any right to be. Yeah. Um, There's all those uh, hyper dimension Neptunia games. <laughs> That's yeah. The PS3 was a low point for JRPGs, unfortunately. But um, where do you put near into all this, dude? I, is I that mean, a JRPG? Is it? Is it? You level up in that game? You do. But is it, is it Zelda though? It's very hack and slashy. Yeah. That's tough, dude. They throw it on here though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they throw action RPGs in here. So. I was about to say, I see Ragnarok Odyssey Ace on there. How is Ragnarok Odyssey Ace a JRPG and Monster Hunter is not? Yeah, that's some bullshit. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call shenanigans on that one. Uh, by the way, Ragnarok Odyssey Ace is a really fun. It's a fantastic game. Really, really. Yeah, me and you played some of that together. Yeah, we did. Yep. Some of those monsters were were bonkers to take so, down. Some of those monsters were bullshit to take down. Is what they were. <laughs> I have to yeah, float in the air for twenty minutes while I do this. Yeah, obviously, because you can only hit its face. It's 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 anime monster hunter. What did you expect? You got to fly around everywhere. Okay? I know it. Yeah, uh, we also got a bunch of Tales games, and this is also when um, the uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel game started. Yeah, and I obviously adored those uh, those games. Um, 
But yeah, PS3 such a low, low point. I would say, well, actually, let's let's get back right into it. Two games you had to pick from the PS3 generation. Two RPGs, your favorites. Well, let me what take a get? look here. Um, honestly, there's not a lot on here I've played. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, if you talk about this list, I mean, they got near on this list. I mean, near we can count Persona Five, but did not count. Okay. Yeah, Near is a PS3 game for sure. Uh, then Near definitely. Okay. Um. As far as entertainment goes, I know I, I I'm I'm gonna have to go away from Disgaea Four. As good as that game is, strategy RPGs are not my bag. Um, I would say thirteen two. Thirteen two. Thirteen two is a. Fantastic! It's one of the best Final Fantasies to come out in probably the past ten years. Wow! I didn't. I know you liked it, but I didn't know you liked it that much. Dude, I gave it a nine out of ten. Ooh, that's nice, dude. I mean, it was. It's. It's freaking good. Hmm. For me, I think I would go with Cold Steel One because that's kind of like, uh, you know, where my one of my favorite. uh, story arcs of this current generation for like past like what almost like six years began yeah so that's that's you know that's kind of where i'm at that's the only one i've played and it was really good yeah i it it baffles and saddens me that you've never got back to cold steel 2 i own it i have it on the playstation vita of all things that's a mistake first of all and secondly you gave it to me jackass (laughs) Well, buy a better version, dude. I don't know. But anyway, um, all right. God, I lost my train of thought. God damn it, true. I lost my train of thought because of the Vita statement. <laughs> all right. Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters? I also gave that game away because I did not enjoy it so much. Oh, man. That was a rough one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, man. That I reviewed game that play. one first, and then that you, you reviewed the, the, the special edition of that one. <laughs> <laughs> there it wasn't much special about it. The, the, the next... I remember I had already reviewed it and then you came along and I remember on the podcast you were asking me, So you do this and this. I was like, Yeah, he said, Does anything else happen? Nope. Okay, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean I like Arxis works and stuff like that, but uh, they do publish some stinkers here and there. Yeah. And um, but Valkyria Chronicles, so you forgot Valkyria Chronicles. Oh man, I did. That game is amazing. Yeah, no, it is. It is really good. It's one of those games that that really game's hard too. Yeah, it is. It is until until you level all your stuff up and you just start like you know face stomping everyone to death. But uh, God, that's, it talks. It's a fucking GRPG game that seriously tackles racism. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like wartime discrimination between the races, like the whole idea of history being uh, history being written by the winners, on top of this beautiful pastel visual style graphics, with some really innovative strategy RPG where it's turn based, but it's not turn based because things are always happening all the time when you're in control. It's such a fascinating game. Man, it is uh, XCOM before XCOM. Um, I think XCOM came way out before Valkyrie Chronicles. 
But I kind of know what you mean with the whole like intercepting fire and all that the, stuff. The right? new, the new XCOM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of uh, games took <clears throat> from Valkyrie Chronicles without really giving it uh, the the proper, proper, uh, I guess, credit. I will also give some special mentions to Eternal Sonata. Yeah, do you remember that game, dude? I do yes, remember that game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Only for the soundtrack, man. Oh, the soundtrack was amazing. This is one of those games that went harder on a theme than I've ever seen any other game go. Yeah. The whole, like, everything in this game, character names, attack names, game mechanics, story, art style, everything is based on music. Yeah. And they went for it. And it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a crazy game. Because it um, takes place in Chopin's mind as he's dying. Yes. Yeah. Just fucking, you know, drink that shit in. Uh, it's it's really creative and uh, man, it, it has some really cool things going for it. That's another one of those games that I want to revisit sometime to see if I would enjoy it as much. Yeah, you know? yeah, but absolutely. Uh, but who who really knows? Uh, and you know that kind of goes to the whole and you know Nintendo stuff because that's the Sony generation that we just kind of touched on, right? Yeah. But when you think about it, like RPG games, like obviously there's some really great ones on the Super Nintendo. Were you a big RPG guy on the Super Nintendo, or did it only start at uh, Final Fantasy VII? It really started at Final Fantasy VII. I, I would say I dabbled in some RPGs. Like, I played, sure, I played Quest 64, but I didn't know exactly <laughs> what I was doing. I played Hybrid Heaven, but I didn't know what I was doing. I think the only game that I played prior to Final Fantasy VII was Super Mario RPG. Uh, that's a good one. That's a great one. And I think that, you know, it still stands up. We played it for Phoenix Down a couple years ago. Did you do the 100 uh, jumps thing? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, uh, Super Nintendo is when I kind of started, and I started working my around, way around. So, man, because my start to RPGs as a genre was such a high, because I started with Final Fantasy VI, um, lauded as one of the greatest JRPGs ever created, and then I moved directly to Chrono Trigger, yet another title, you know, respected to be one of the greatest JRPGs of all time. And then from that point, I just tried to play everything. I played like Earthbound. I went back to Final Fantasy IV. You know, I started playing like Lufia and the Fortress of Doom and Lufia Two, which are actually very fun games. Uh, like Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore. I was just thirsting for any JRPG that I could possibly get my hands on because I really felt love and uh, you know I fell in love with the genre. Played like Terranigma and all this other stuff, but yeah, dude, it's JRPGs have been around for a long time, but there's something about uh, the genre that keeps drawing me to it. Yeah, uh, every once in a while I get the the urge to play a turn-based role-playing game. It's a weird thing because I kind of have fallen out of love with some of my old favorite genres. Like, for example, like, I don't really enjoy platformers anymore. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'll still play, like, you know, like Mario Galaxy or something. Or Mario, I mean, was it Mario Odyssey, I meant. Mario Odyssey, and I'll, I'll have a good time. But there's tons of great, like, platformer games that come out. Uh, the ukulele game that was just released. Uh, I like, heard that is, Donkey like, Kong. The, one of the best games of the year. Yeah, Anthony said that it's like he gave it a ten, right? Yeah, he did. He gave it a ten. He's like it's one of the best platformers he's played in like recent memory. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. And these games come out, and the previous me that used to play like Mario, you know, three, Mario sixty four, and all these other games, even like Rayman Origins back in like PS three generation, I would have like be dying to play those games. But I don't really 
want to. I don't. I don't really feel the desire. But that feeling never happened with JRPGs. There's something about the story. There's something about the the characters, the the mechanics, the world that I'm kind of entering into. I always feel like I'm just delving into like a book. You know. Yeah. Like. A whole new world to explore, and not just because it's like some open world game that uh, and that's a phone call, and uh, but anything like that. But I don't know that it, it still is to this day my favorite genre of games. Just yeah. JRPGs. It just never really changed after Final Fantasy VI. I, you know, I feel the I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I, I got into JRPGs or RPGs completely thirteen, maybe. Uh, and since then, I've played them for a long time. I, like, you know, I dropped off probably in the in my later years just because I don't have the time to put into them. Yeah, that's, anymore. That's the that's problem. Problem. But uh, you know, like Persona Five. You know, I I love that game, but I have not finished it. I hear you. It's a, it's a pretty long game. <laughs> it's a very long game. But uh, you know, it's it's crazy that. There's just and the the thing I th- I think that really draws people to JRPGs particularly is because it is such a long draw. It's like you, if you want to get a story that's going to last you a while, that's the best way to go. That's true. It does have some lastability. Yeah, and and um, I mean it's not just JRPGs anymore. I mean, take a look at The Witcher Three, right? Or take a look at Dragon Age, or you know Mass Effect stuff like that. I mean these yeah. these games are huge games. That you know, they're just not made by the Japanese. I mean, not to say that I think uh, J- JRPGs have kind of had a bit of a resurgence, but it's just a bit of a shame that Square Enix has uh, kind of fallen off a bit. Because you know, we had that talk about how how they're kind of losing track of what made their you know earlier games so impactful. Kind of focusing on the visual aesthetics more than anything else, but I think there are a bunch of indie developers and also like I guess double A or just A developers like Falcom, you know, coming out with their Trails games. Uh, you know, Dragon Quest still pushing out their very traditional but very polished and fun games, along with uh, you know smaller developers like uh, you know Nipponichi still putting out those. Good old this guy at Gus with those Adelaide games and all these things. So there, there's still a market for it, and it kind of bums me out because how often have you heard a review, heard like a, or seen an article that says JRPGs are dead? Tons. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't know where they're looking at, but there's, there's still tons of great games that are coming out. Um, they're just not it, making those big ones. Yeah, this is. It's hard, dude. It's bad gotta... because everybody's just looking at Square Enix, and Square Enix takes 15 years to make a game. <laughs> when will we get Final Fantasy VII Remake? Uh, well, th- there's a date for that. <laughs> I know that, but will it actually happen? I don't believe it. Yeah, I put money down on that, dude. All right. How, how about we put money on when the hell they're going to finish it? Oh. Because you dude. know that that game is going to end as soon as you leave Midgar. Yeah... You know, the funny thing is, I'm like almost in denial about it. I'm like, maybe it's a marketing scam. No. And then when you go to past Midgar, it's just going to keep going. And this is just a ploy to get people interested. Yeah. And then everyone's going to get blown up. It's like going to be the second part of the game that's hidden away. And they I just found Cosmo and- Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, dude, man, we're not even going to be able to go to the saucer. Uh-uh. No. Oh, man. Can't go to the golden saucer. Can't do anything. 
You can just hang out in the slums. You know, despite that fact, I'm still super excited for 7 Remake because the combat looks amazing. Well, the, the game just looks amazing in general. But I really love how dynamic they made everything. Like, when I, you saw the E3 demo for the Scorpion tank fight, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, do you remember that fight in the original Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Up, up, it, it races tail. I'm just, I'm just gonna not attack. Yep, yep, but just wait five seconds. Okay, good, good. I'm gonna hit it with lightning three times and it dies. Do you, do you remember, like, I had a problem with it because I didn't know what was going on. So, the text bubble, it was two parts. Mm-hmm. And the first part said, uh, look out, attack when its tail is up, stop. You have to wait for the next text bubble to pop up. <laughs> and it does a counter attack. Well, I used to attack. It said attack while the, the tail's up. Drew was not a smart child in his earlier years, but yep. he has grown into a fine adult, and we do not hold anything he did as a child against him. Look, when it says you're ready to attack, <laughs> guess what I'm doing? I'm, I'm attacking. That's what happened. Well, your lightning fast reflexes aside, Drew, yeah. the point is that they... They, that, they made that two-minute fight into a 20-minute spectacle of awesome. Yeah. And I want to see them do that to the whole entirety of the Midgar section. And if they say that it's going to be like 25 hours to go through Midgar because they added so many, so much detail and things that you can do with that amount of polish and fidelity, then yeah, I'm down, dude. I'll, I'll pay that 60 bucks and I'm, I'm in. Although the pre-order for Final Fantasy VII was weird, so I got it for like 45 or something. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 nice, but yeah, Square Square is always going to have that problem. It took them ten years to make you know Kingdom Hearts three, well maybe twelve years. It took them like eleven years to make Final Fantasy fifteen. It's going to make them you know it's going to take them twenty years to finish Final Fantasy seven remake in completion. But it is what it is. Square does what Square does. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I do have a couple of things I want to read off. Oh sure. Anthony sent in his uh, stuff for the Final Fantasy. Or not Final Fantasy, but for the JRPGs. Uh, I I said Final Fantasy because the first thing he says is Final Fantasy VI, the best Final Fantasy. Seven takes a lot of cues from six, but six manages to have a cohesive plot and a huge cast of characters who are all fleshed out. Uh, Dark Cloud 1 and Dark Cloud 2, Dark Cloud Chronicle in the UK, technically action RPGs, but one of the best randomized dungeons, plenty of crafting town building. And the second game has a ton of extra side activities and missions. While the first game is fairly primitive, uh, dark cloud two still feels like one of the most complete gaming packages with the amount of content shoved into that DVD. Dragon quest, any of the main numbered ones, except for nine and 10. Fantastic RPGs that never strayed too far from their roots and is arguably the originator of the JRPG formula. Dragon Quest XI is still fairly new and is by far the best in the series in terms of accessibility. Sounds like that's the one I should play then. Uh, And lastly, he says, Super Mario RPG. A very weird peanut butter in my chocolate type game. While Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario would both take Mario on further RPG adventures, Super Mario RPG is a bizarre mix of Final Fantasy and Mario that really should be played. I find something charming about its unique take on the Mushroom Kingdom. And that was Anthony's stuff. Uh, Super Mario RPG, I, 
I f- love the fact that Bowser joins your party. You know, that's that's another game that I try to like finish, but I always get sidetracked after a few hours. I don't, yeah. I don't know why, uh, but I do like it. I do, you know, enjoy the fact that what is kind of like one of those dream team games. It's almost like another Chrono Trigger, where a bunch of different developers and incredibly talented, you know, developers kind of come together and just try to make a game, and they succeeded. Um, but I don't know; it just never gelled with me. It's weird. Drew? Oh, sorry. I have a mic muted. <laughs> All right. We got another email. Came in from Dustin. Says here, he says, what's up, guys? I'm excited to hear your conversation on JRPGs since they're easily one of my favorite genres. I remember growing up and renting Final Fantasy IV, which is probably my first RPG, and how the beginning cinematic mesmerized me. My older brother and me would uh, see how far we could get, first to the Mist Dragon, then to the Anth lion and the spoony bard but if we missed a weekend or two of renting it we would find our save file erased and would have to start all over oh well those were the days um the first jrpg that actually clicked for me was final fantasy mystic quest <laughs> yeah i told you someone's gonna bring that up I must have been six or seven, and that's uh, the RPG that I finally understood what I was reading for the most of the part and how to use different strategies to take down the bosses easier. The simplistic structure of that game really catered towards beginners like me and eased me into the genre quite nicely. Final Fantasy VI is probably my favorite game of all time. The scale of this game combined with its story and graphics plus the many fantastic character-specific side quests cemented my love for gaming and the realization I would be a gamer forever. This is a true masterpiece and should be experienced by everyone. Growing up, one of my favorite things to do would be playing RPGs and renaming characters after cuss words. This led to some of the funniest dialogue ever. I highly recommend it. I've played a lot of JRPGs in my life, and it's easy to rattle off a bunch of the great, great games, but one JRPG that really stood out to me for the first time I played it was Persona 3. From the brutal imagery uh, for invoking your persona to the social relationships you build throughout the game, and one, if not the, the best JRPG battle systems to date, this game captivated me. Also, each iteration improves upon its predecessor, and uh, has a firm foothold in one of the greatest RPG series of all time with Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. What are your favorite JRPG battle systems? Mine, Persona 5, Panzer Dragoon Saga, Final Fantasy X, Resonance of Faith, and Octopath Traveler. Ooh. So there's our first question. Uh, I think Grandia 2. Grandia <laughs> like, 2. Goddamn amazing. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's basically like real time, mm-hmm. but you, you gave directions to your party members. So they'd have yeah. to, they'd have to run up to the enemy mm-hmm. and then hit them. It was crazy. Yeah. So the whole idea is that you have these attacks that interrupt enemy actions and the game is built around that tactic because if an enemy gets off like a, a really powerful attack, you're just going to die. So you have to wait. You have to time the distance between you and the enemy, uh, how long it's going to take for your characters to run over there and interrupt the enemy with one of their attacks, which also takes a specific amount of time to launch. 
And then you have to just time everything on top of like comboing and doing all this other stuff on top of that. It's really fantastic. Grandia combat engine is really good. Um, I also really like the uh, the Cold Seal engine with the whole S-Craft, uh, well, Tales, Trails games in general. And I also like how flexible it is. Like, you know me, like, I, I love uh, a good challenge, but sometimes, like, when you're put in a situation where you don't really want to deal with it, it's one of those games. Remember, Drew, when you died in Cold Steel or in the Trails game, they give you the option to tone down the difficulty just play again? Yeah, you want to take yeah. on this boss with, you know, easier difficulty? Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. You know why? You know why even bother like loading up? Like that's not the most important part. I think games that are flexible that kind of give people the option to kind of play the way they want is always nice. Um, basically, you know, putting together all these different mechanics and stuff like that is good. And as far as just like party building, I really enjoy the Disgaea games. I'm infamous for putting like 200, 300 hours into most of the Disgaea games, like powering my characters up to like the absolute maximum, challenging all the super bosses and everything. But in that game, it's more about building your characters up than the actual combat itself. Yeah. So that that's always fun. But uh, Persona games are also good too, like hitting the weaknesses and you know getting, getting like more. double turners yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, that's good. I also mentioned Shadow Hearts uh, Covenant as well with the Ring of Fate system where you gotta like really time your attacks. So remember the whole timing system in Legend of Dragoon, Drew? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that kind of evolved in a way. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, the Paper Mario and the Mario RPG series yes, kind of yeah, did that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mario and Luigi, they, ha- they have some of the coolest, like, we, 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 uh, played, uh, Bowser's Inside Story recently, probably a couple years ago. And, one of the things Matt liked about it was that you're always active. You're not just sitting there clicking on a menu. You right. Know, you know, you have to you have to actually active play this game kind of thing. So those are always really cool to me. Um, yeah. Something try something different. To be honest with you, I d- I don't think I like the materia system in Final, Final Fantasy Seven. I thought it was bland. It is kind of basic if you think about it. Yeah. I, I I tell you what I really liked. I really liked the um the the the, the junction system from Final Fantasy VIII. No, <laughs> I absolutely hated that. Yeah, most people did. Final Fantasy X's grid sphere. Uh, yeah, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, the sphere was it sphere grid or grid sphere? What was it called? It was basically like allocating points. Basically, it was a skill tree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of those things that you can make your character into anything. It just takes time. Exactly. Yeah. It felt kind of like an action RPG like Diablo. Um, and then we also mentioned Valkyria Chronicles with that great like mixture of strategy and turn-based RPG with that active time thing. So yeah. tons of great uh, d- different mechanic systems in uh, in JRPGs, actually. One of the one of the things that interests me about the series in general, or the genre in general, is that there are just so many different types. Yeah. So uh, it says here, who's your favorite antagonist? Mine, Kefka, and Luca Blight. Ah, <laughs> so you got the two. Nice, that's a good one. Um, you know the antagonist that I told you about in Suikoden Three? Yeah. Um, his actual name is Luke L U C. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite antagonists. And Kafka, obviously, is one of the most iconic of all time. Um, possibly one of the only few antagonists in all of JRPGs that actually managed to go through with their terrible evil plan to destroy the world. Yep. You know? And yep. then the game literally continues. Yeah. 
Like, Final Fantasy VI is fucking dark, man. Like it's you, crazy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you when you open up in that game in the aftermath of the apocalypse, you know, you're there with your fucking uncle, and um, your main character might commit, you know, try to think about committing suicide if things don't go well. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bonkers. And uh, I'm gonna I'll share like a small story about six since both Anthony and uh, our, our uh, reader mentioned it. So I remember, as I said before previously, it's this is the game that kind of helped me see that games can be more than just entertainment. It could be something that kind of you know something that resonates with you, something that teaches you a life lesson, something that that you carry with your you know with yourself Kyle for the rest of your life. And I remember the the point where I was sitting through the Final Fantasy Six has an has a very famously long ending sequence where you see them kind of escape from this flooring uh, like floating fortress. It plays through each of the characters' themes one after the other in this beautiful, absolutely beautiful melody. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching and listening to this thirty minute thing on 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 like a like a dusky afternoon Saturday sitting on my mom's bed because that TV was slightly bigger than the living room TV at the time. And that's where I decided to play the end of this game. I remember just sitting there cross-legged watching this unfold for like 30 minutes, just like in pure awe of what I was witnessing. And uh, man, I I still feel like a little bit of goosebumps when I think about that moment. Because, yeah, that's it, man. That's that's basically the moment where I just fade, you know, fell in love with games in general. I don't know the time. I would be such a different person than I am now if I didn't play Final Fantasy VI. And that's crazy if I think about it. Just playing one video game changed my life so much. I'm not going to say it's better or worse because who, who really knows, you know? <laughs> but, but um, man, that that really defined me as a person as, you know, kind of going forward with my interests and everything. So I'm always thankful to have that, uh, have that experience. And also to share the idea that you know, all these other people have loved this game just as much as I did and had their own experiences that changed their lives. Always oh, great to hear. It just, just warms my heart. Absolutely. Uh, as far as me, antagonist goes, I think, um, gosh, what was his name? Gongora. Who? Gongora from uh, Lost Odyssey. Is a fantastic villain. Have you ever played Lost Odyssey? I did. I, I finished it, but I don't remember this character at all. He was um, another immortal. Okay. Uh, was he it, the main antagonist? Yes, he was the main antagonist. Um, he was pure evil. I don't want to spoil anything because I think Lost Odyssey is a very special game. I gotta say, Drew, I'm looking at the wiki, and this guy looks ridiculous. He does. He looks stupid. <laughs> he looks like an absolute tool. Look at his shoes! I know. Look at his shoes! <laughs> I know. Well, Kefka uh, was a boy. stupid clown. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, obviously he was a stupid but uh yeah no lost odyssey man like that's one thing we didn't touch on but lost odyssey is lost odyssey is the only game that's ever made me cry wow really yeah play so many games it's the only game that's made you cry yeah 
Oh, I've, I've cried many a times during games. Well, not, not say many a times. Maybe like a dozen times, maybe. Yeah. All right, so there's another time that uh, a game made me tear up. I didn't cry, but it made me tear up. And it was actually at the end of Crisis Core. Crisis Core. Oh, God. That was so sad. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, God. I oh, I kept fighting them, dude. I thought I could win. I fought them for like an hour and a half. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, when, Zach, uh, when Zach falls over dying and Cloud, uh, Cloud uh, carries his sword away. And the, the last the last line was, would you say that I was a hero? And it ends. And I was like, oh, God, that's so sad. Dude, that, that, that ending song I still have on my device as well. This yeah. song is good. Oh, yeah, Crisis Core. I'm, I'll, oh, another reason to be excited for 7 Remake, man. We get to see Zach again. Yep. Who is better than Cloud in every way. I agree with you 110%. Yep. Zach and Aerith, OTP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, there's one thing I can, I, I love Final Fantasy VII, but Cloud is a, I wouldn't say he's a bad character, he's a boring character. Yeah, he's, I mean, obviously he has a character arc that gets better over time, but no. his character arc was done better, you know, elsewhere, kind yep. of. And they tried to do him again in Final Fantasy VIII and didn't really work out either. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's just how it is. But I think great antagonists can really sell a game for a story because kind of like a character or a hero is only as good as his foil kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a good antagonist to play off of, even if you have a fantastic uh, main lead, they, they can't really show their stuff. And uh, games with uh, good antagonists tend to resonate more. Yeah. Uh, once without some of the problems with JRPGs is they fall into those tropes the uh, oh actually it was the dark manifestation of all evil in the world actually here fight this yeah yeah. I like Final Fantasy 9 but that's how that game ends and it kind of pissed me off a lot of Final Fantasy games do that actually or no. you fight God one or the other you fight God or you fight some kind of manifestation of evil it's like eh, come on yeah it's, it's it's always the pure thing, pure evil. Yeah, that's why that's why characters like Kafka and uh, you know, dude, I gotta, I gotta I gotta play Lost Odyssey again sometime. When's the last time you played that game, dude? I was still living with my roommate, so probably about 2010. So it's been almost 10 years. Yeah, it at Lost Odyssey like it wouldn't even like the the cutscenes and stuff that made me cry. If anybody remembers playing it. You would get these stories that you had to read, like like it was like a like fifteen pages story, and it was all about Kimes. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Boomer, continue. Okay. It was all about Kimes, like um, past, like like his like his previous lives since he's an immortal, and some of those were some of the most touching, sad things ever. Like one where like he would, he he met a woman at a hotel or something like that, and he comes back years later after fighting a war. He stays at the same hotel. The woman is now like in her eighties. She doesn't remember anybody, but she sees Kaim and immediately remembers him. And she's like, "You haven't changed the day you look." At, and he's like, "The only reason why she remembered me is because I look the exact same." You know. 
there's one thing I remember about Lost Odyssey, despite not remembering anything else. This is one scene, and I'm sure you could probably remember it. Is because you play a bunch of fucking immortals most of the time, they don't age, right? Yeah. But the children they left behind do age. Yeah. Yeah, so there's this one part where this woman who looked like she's in her mid-twenties, and there's this old, wrinkly man who runs up to her saying, Mama. It was equal parts disturbing and touching. Yeah. Seeing this old, crusty man saying mama to this young 20-year-old woman and, like, hugging her and stuff. And I was like, that's touching and disturbing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play this game again sometime. Did they ever put out, like, a PC release or anything? No. It is Xbox 360 only. <sighs> it is free, I think. They gave it for free at one time. They really need to, like, remaster this for PC or something. If they remastered this and put it on, like, PC or, like, PS4 or basically anything except for Switch, maybe. I don't know. I think that's way too much data for Switch. Yeah. <laughs> for four discs. And you know what? Four discs of what? DVDs, right? Yeah. So five. So that's, like, 20 gigs. Who cares, right? We could do 20 gigs on Switch. Sure. Yeah. I can do 20 gigs on Switch. That's fine. The Witcher's 36. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you going to be doing your Witcher 3 playthrough on Switch? No. Okay. I'm not insane. Yeah, let's not let's go, let's not get into that topic again. Yeah. But, so, uh, um, uh, continuing with the email. Yeah. Favorite protagonist. He said his is uh, Sabin and Edgar from Final Fantasy VI. That's great. The two two sides of the same coin, man. I you know what he he's not the main protagonist, but I think one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters of all time is actually Kane from Final Fantasy IV. Oh, he is the main character, isn't he? No. Oh that, no no no, that, that's Cecil. 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 Yeah. Kane 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 was his partner. Yeah. Yeah. Who was like Crimson the the dark Crimson. dragoon guy? Yeah. Yeah. Kane was cool. Yeah. I I'm surprised he left such an uh, such an impression on you though. I always liked him. It was always, you know, you know, at the beginning of that game, Cecil and Kane realize they're they're kind of doing the bad guys work and Cecil <laughs> Cecil decides to not go along with it anymore. Yes. And then Kane stays with them. Kane's kind of like the Prince Vegeta. <laughs> of the series. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like where your head's at. Um, I will say that uh, this is a little tough because, as you know, as I've established, I've played way too many RPG games. But I adore uh, Estelle from Trails in the Sky series. So she's kind of this like spunky girl who wants to like make her dad proud and go out with her like like stepbrother and do good in the world kind of deal but she's got such a great personality she's kind of like almost like the sun you know she's she's like he, she illuminates everything and makes everyone kind of feel better but she also kind of has like an attitude when she's not being treated right she's just really fun she, her character really grows over the course of her two games um yeah she's just she's just awesome and i would also say yuri from um Actually, two characters from two characters named Yuri. One from Tales of Vesperia, the main character of Vesperia. He's really fantastic. 
And I think what I, what really spoke to me for Yuri is that you know how protagonists in JRPGs are oftentimes kind of like the the goody two shoes, you know? They mm-hmm. they they do right by everyone. They kind of do the right thing, um, and they really steer close to the typical protagonist. They don't really go into the anti-hero, right? But Yuri is very much on that anti-hero. And this happens very early on, so it's not too much of a spoiler. But after after a point where he finds, you know, they, you, your, t- your party kind of investigates a crime, and something terrible happens, and this person has affected a lot of different people's lives in the most negative way, and they decide that they can't really do anything about it, you know, because he has influence and everything. So they basically run him out of town. And uh, at that point, Yuri just kind of steps out, and he he finds that man about to leave town, and he fucking murders him before he leaves. And that's your main character. He's the protagonist of the game. So he will do what he believes is right, whether or not other people believe it to be true or not. And that's what I really like. He plays by his own rules, but he has a very like strict set of his own code. So I really respect that. I also love Yuri from Shadow Hearts uh, Covenant because his growth as a character from the original game to the second one um, after his loss and all the things that they, uh, you know is kind of put up on his shoulders, his final conclusion to what he believes to be his end kind of um, is is almost point. Like what it means to be alive is a question that he asks himself, and his answer I think is just is is brilliant, and it fits his character and the world that he's in so perfectly that I can't think of any other better way to have ended that game. So those are two characters that I, I really love. I would say, honestly, I, I'd throw Zach Fair in there. Zach, yeah, Zach is such a good character. I'm, I'm so glad Crisis Core existed. I do too. Yeah, it's one of those games like it made he, Final he was... Fantasy VII way better. Yes, yes, that's right, man. Like Surge of uh, was it Dirge of Cerberus did not make Final Fantasy VII better. No, no. <laughs> But Crisis Core absolutely did. Yeah, Crisis Core is a great game. It's a hard game, but um, Zach, like they they dive deep into Zach's backstory, and man, such a good character compared to Cloud Strife. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're. I mean, it's not like we hate Cloud or anything. It's just that Jack's really just an excellent character. Yeah. That's just where it is. And Cloud, you know, it takes a long time. Let's blame it on the Mako poisoning, okay? It's not his fault. Zach was in the exact same Mako. Hey, man, all right? He was soldier class one. Cloud was not. He was not ready for that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Although Cloud did have that... Cloud did kill Sephiroth where Zach failed, so... At least he's got that going for him, right? That's true. So, yeah, so he's He also got, had he's got... a lot of help. <laughs> Zach <laughs> took him on by himself. He did. He did, along with a lot of different things that, oh god, that whole Buster Sword Chronicle mm-hmm. with like NGO and everything. God. Yeah. yeah. Mm. God almighty. Just keeps going. It does. It does. But uh, I see here, it says, uh, favorite series? And he says, uh, for me, Final Fantasy, I've beat every mainline game, including the MMOs. Uh, it used to be Final Fantasy for me as well, but now it is sorely Trails. I I'm a hundred percent invested. Trails uh Trails in the Sky, uh Trails of Zero, Trails of Cold Steel. I'm playing all of it. I played like 
So how many games of that series have I played now? Like eight games in the, in the last like ten years, and I'm just dying for the next one. That's how much I love that series. Yeah. I I I mean, it, Final Fantasy is an easy one to say. Um, but I, honestly, I would I would probably go as far as to say Persona. Excellent choice, man. Yeah, I, I mean, mean like, since Persona Three, since I played Persona Three, any time another Persona game comes out, I'm going to buy it. That's I mean, that's just how good they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't even have to think. About it. Even if you watch like no trailers or nothing, you're like, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. You know, I just there's a there's a pedigree. The only thing I want Persona to do is grow up just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, let's be college students this time. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be down with that. I think, I think kids will still enjoy it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you can, you can let them drink alcohol a little bit. It'll be fine. It's... Yeah, Persona's always been. It's always teetered in this really dark, weird way. Shimagami Tensei's always been that way. Um, like, I, I found it awesome. Like, uh, when uh, Devil Survivor came out. Yeah. Devil Survivor has one of the coolest premises, where. Everybody, like, they're in Tokyo, and demons come out, and basically the end of the world happens, and they're quarantined, and can't get out of Tokyo, and there's demons running around. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a really cool premise. Like, I, I love stories where they take place in one place, and people have to, like, they're stuck and have to escape kind of thing. Right. And I always like that about that game. But it's a strategy RPG, and I'm just like, I don't, not the biggest strategy RPG fan. Right. Um, the whole social links idea, really great. I think, um, I think I wrote a brilliance in gaming article with the mm-hmm. whole, the, the idea that the more you learn about your character, the stronger they become by unlocking new skills. But the more you learn about the characters, the more you become invested in the world and the more you want to continue to, you know, press on with the game to see how this skull concludes. So it's this marriage of gameplay mechanics and also kind of leading you to the right direction of wanting you to learn more about the world and the characters. It's, it's really fantastic. That's, that's what made Kanji such a great character. Yeah, Kanji's pretty great. Um, is he gay, though? He's not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. They, Some they, people think he is, but I don't think he's gay. The The problem is they didn't go all the way with it. Yeah. They should have went all the way with it. They sh- it should have been It should have been him dealing with the fact that he's gay. But they didn't. Yeah. They, they, just they, were, they was, were so close. They were so close to doing something brilliant, but they didn't. Yeah. And his demon is, I've got to deal with the fact that I'm gay. And him yeah. overcoming that, but they instead did. of instead of he likes cute stuff, and, you know, it's just kind well, of it sparked because he he found he found somebody attractive that he thought was a boy, yeah, but it turned out to be a girl, and I'm just like, couldn't you just? Why are you afraid to do this? That's a good question, man. Do you think it's like a cultural thing in Japan where they're more afraid of like exper- I mean, uh, experimenting with that stuff, I think or is this? I think I think they are. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm tone deaf. I don't know. I just I just feel like they could have uh, they could have handled that a little bit better. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of mirror your sentiment uh, with the whole games can stand to grow up a little bit more. Yeah. Not to say that every game needs to be super dark and edgy or anything like that, but most game players nowadays are no longer in that young teenage, you know? The, the people that were popularizing games 
have all grown up to do in their 20s and like early 30s and stuff like that. And that means they're more adept at dealing with, you know, controversial topics and the like. So I would like these JRPGs to, I don't know, stop catering so much to the younger crowd as much. And obviously there's, you should still have those games like Pokemon and other things. I don't want racism and like, you know, homophobia, like, you know, explored in Pokemon. I don't think that's really necessary. But I'm saying you should be able to go a little bit further with other games, like, for for example, Persona, for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the right place for it, so. So he says, uh, let's talk about bad JRPGs. One of the only games I quit playing is Legend of Legacy on 3DS. Uh, Legend of Legacy. I think I know what that game is. Um, I don't know what that is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know what that is. Um, I don't think it's terrible, but it's not great either. They actually put out like a definitive edition, I think on Switch or something. Oh, I reviewed this game. Did you? I'm pretty sure I did. I did. So, so this game is like very reminiscent of the Saga Frontier games to some degree, where the more you use items and equipment and stuff, the more attacks you unlock over time, but it's random a little bit. I gave it a 6.5. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. So minimal story, big difficulty spikes, poor sense of direction, leveling system is ambiguous. All, all true sentiments, actually. Says here, I said, never quit games, and recently came to terms that trying to force this game just to beat it wasn't worth my time, and I officially gave up and traded it in this summer. Nothing about this game was fun or interesting, and battles range from simple uh, to your party wiping before you can even make a move in the same area. Add to that the randomness of drops and learning skills the same way. Added a needless and pointless grind based on chance. Do yourself a favor and avoid this game at all costs. Uh, this is now. I know it's not a JRPG, but the Aiden Chronicles. The what Chronicles? Aiden, A I D Y N Chronicles, the first mage on N sixty four, is a <laughs> god awful RPG. I've never heard of it till this I, point. I haven't either. I was so excited for this game. I mean, finally, a RPG on the 64. This is going to be epic. <laughs> Wrong. This is extremely unepic. It was not as simple as Quest 64, and some of the fights were all right for the time. What really made me mad was the lack of story and anticlimactic end boss that was just another guy that didn't do anything special. Then the game just ended on a bad note. What a letdown. The N64 was unfortunately the, the graveyard of all things JRPG. There was like maybe like three JRPGs on there, maybe one that was worth it. And the funny thing is, Final Fantasy was supposed to continue on N64. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, you couldn't handle the graphics or something like that. Um, not so much, dude. It was basically like a betrayal of the system. But uh, so Square was gonna do a, syst- uh, a Final Fantasy VII on N64. But remember the whole controversy with when they were uh, 
thinking about making a disk-based system for uh, or add-on or something like that for N64, right? So Sony was supposed to be the partner for that, but it turned out that uh, they decided to go behind Sony's back or something, and they broke the contract. Uh, and then Sony decided to make the PlayStation, which ended up becoming, you know, one of Nintendo's obviously most fearsome uh, competitors. And then when they saw the disc-based media and what they could do with, uh, you know, like DVDs, I mean, uh, CDs instead of uh, carts, they decided to, you know, publish, I mean, uh, create their new games on the Sony platform instead of N64. Do you remember that the Final Fantasy VI uh, demo that they made, the Square Enix made for N64? I did, yeah. Yeah, so that was supposed to be what Final Fantasy VII was originally supposed to look like. Um, so, you know, if if Nintendo didn't piss off Sony with the whole, you know, backing out of their disc-based idea, Sony PlayStation would have never been created, yeah. and we would have gotten Final Fantasy VII a whole different type of game on the N64, and we most likely would have gotten something else on a, a Nintendo system instead of the, you know, Sony platform at that point, so... What a what a weird point of history that things could have gone so different. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> a world without PlayStation, that'd be weird. Okay, it says here, JRPGs are great. It's no wonder 80% of my backlog are made up of them. From Star Ocean to Lufia, Breath of Fire to Shadow Heart, Suikoden to Dragon Quest, I have many hours of enjoyment ahead of me. Anyways, let's add some more JRPGs to PD next year. Have a good one, Dustin. P.S. I'm pretty sure Tara's theme is one of the greatest songs ever. It's amazing. Uh, I used to be able to play a couple of Final Fantasy songs on piano, but I basically forgot most of them at this point. God, I can't play anything. Uh, I used to play like a good rendition of Rosa's theme for Final Fantasy IV on piano. I learned that from scratch. It took me hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, love that tune. You know what game we didn't bring up, and it's odd because we always bring it up when we're talking about JRPGs, Drew? What's that? Radiant Historia. Radiant Historia is a great game. Yeah. We are just talking about the, um, what is it, Legend of Legacy, Legacy, Legend whatever game? Yeah. Yeah. If you trade it then, if you still have credit, get Radiant Historia, was it uh, Definitive Edition or whatever, the uh, remaster on, no, Perfect Chronology on 3DS. There you go. That's a great version of a fantastic game, and I highly, highly recommend it. I think, um... How about Dragon's Dogma? I will not say that's an RPG. Get out of here. Get out of here. Why would you say that's not an RPG? It's it's more Dark Souls than RPG, man. You know it is. What are you talking about? It's all, you level up? You get Drew. new equipment? Sure, don't 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 do it, man. I know the wind is pushing you, but don't do it. I, the, don't 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 do it. I had to I had to mention it so I could put it at the end of that. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I've actually I've actually got both my songs already picked out for the next. Oh, you one. do. Yeah. I'm actually curious about what they are, but uh, I'll wait. I guess. Yeah. I, well, I, I well, the problem is one of them's a Falcom song. That's well, you know, and the other one's Persona. don't know <laughs> well if it wasn't it might be now but yeah yeah oh, god i love i love Falcom songs uh, any other emails or tweets or anything no nope, that's it I good think- man man like you know i kind of was worried a little bit that we might not have enough t- you know, like to talk about for like a decent amount of time but we just killed like two hours in there two hours and like 15 minutes 
Dude, you and I can sit there and talk about Shin Megami Tensei games for two hours. Yeah. Easily. And we, we basically did for at least an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the the persona, persona talk was deep. Mm-hmm. Um, it really goes to show like how much uh, JRPGs mean to us as, as the genre goes. And I hope they keep pumping them out, and I'll keep buying them, I'll keep playing them. Even with the limited time that we have, I will endeavor to make as much time as possible I can for these games, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's just so many of them. There, there are. You just got to pick the right ones. You got to pick your battles, you know. Uh, we're adults. We have more money than we have time. So you can buy all the games you want. Doesn't mean you're going to play any of them. So got to be tactical with your time. Yeah. Just got um, you have the Switch now, right? So I do. Can you play that at work at a decent amount of time, or no. is that kind of a difficulty? No. no. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. But uh, all right, I'm, I'm I'm tweeting to you that that wonderful video. Excellent. Excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, now uh, do do you suggest I pick up uh, what's it called, Octopath Traveler? Um, knowing you, wait until a discount. Okay. The the reason why I say that I'm not saying that Octopath is bad or anything, but it's a it's it's a very very long game, like especially if you play it all the way to the end, and and secondly, it can get a little grindy. So yeah, so that's just how it is. But if you can get it for like. Thirty bucks or something, you know. That's that's like a good price point. It's not much of an investment for you, and you won't feel bad letting it sit in your backlog for too long, you know, at that price. Because I feel like you'll like it, you'll play it, and then um, you'll probably get through maybe a character or two introduction, and then you probably will will stop. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. Let's see if I can get my get my JRPG back in full swing. You know, I think, like I was talking about, the Dragon Quest Eleven is where it's at. Yeah. I think that's where you should go for the Switch game uh, for choice. Um, because, dude, I, I actually saw that game running, like, uh, handheld mode on the Switch. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Runs pretty smoothly. Dude. Looks you know, pretty good. You, you would be surprised at how well The Witcher 3 runs in handheld mode. Yes. As I, as I run it on my PC at 144 frames per second. It's it's fine. I mean, that's the thing is is that even in my review, The Witcher Three is a fantastic game. It's just I don't know who this is made for. This this it's game just, is is made for people who only own a Switch. Yeah, there's there's people like that. I mean, sure. If that's the case, go for it. It's one of the best games to come out in five years. But if you own a Xbox or a PlayStation Four or a PC that can run a video game. That's where you need to play that game. Yeah, this it comes down to how much does portability really mean to you, right? Yeah. If it's like the only thing that matters, because frankly, the only time you get to play are in commutes. Because you know, I live near New York. I know people that you know ride trains to work every every day for like an hour. I was like, dude, <laughs> my my Switch would be my best companion at that point. You know, I'd be playing games on the Switch all the time in commutes back and forth from work. And if that's your lifestyle, if you're living in other countries, like for example, like Japan, right? Like I bet you, Witcher Three is not a very popular game in Japan on PC. 
But on the Switch, with all those people on commutes all the time, man, it could it could be the it could be the you know the right game for the right time. So I'm glad it exists. It's just not for my situation. It's just where my head's at. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think we've talked long enough about JRPGs. We just passed the two hour mark. <sighs> I think I think we have, my dude. Yeah. We have. But uh, if you would like to uh, tweet to us, you can follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at Batusai J. The podcast is so what? You said Matt is at Batusai J. Ah, man, I'm so used to saying Matt. <laughs> J is at Batusai J. Matt is at uh, R-E-M-G-S. M-G-S, yes. Okay, I remember. Resident cool. Evil Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, please do. It's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can tell us about your JRPGs. We're, we can still talk about them. Um, we're going to be uh, pro- taking probably a couple of weeks off um, for NaNoWriMo. I know we, we we were going to go and do something, but a lot of stuff is... We'll see what happens. We may we may choose a little crappy game to play. I don't know. But Matt is doing NaNoWriMo. But at the beginning of December, we are going to be playing our last game for the horrible year of the bad game. Now that I'm here, and now that the year is almost over, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to ask you, has this topic been worth your suffering? Um, no, <laughs> but we have learned that there are a couple of games that we have played that should not have been on the list. Uh, okay. What are those games? Bound by Flame. Okay, and, that game wasn't bad. Yeah, Call of Juarez, right, well. the Cartel. Okay. Um, some I didn't like it, but Matt and and Anthony still liked it somewhat. Duke Nukem Forever. Oh yeah, I I, I think it's bland and dumb. Uh, and then Haze. Wait, Hayes is actually okay? Yes. Wow. Hayes had the the negative connotation of being, quote-unquote, the Halo killer. Oh, right. And it was not a Halo killer, but it was still a decent first-person shooter. That's the one with all the drugs and stuff, right? Yeah, Yeah. you take nectar to hype yourself up. Yeah. I I remember renting that game, and then that's all I remember. I don't remember playing it at all. Yeah. But well, that that's good. But I I don't know, dude. Uh, I understand that it can be entertaining to listen to someone talk about how shitty some games are. But that, besides the fact that you you have to actually play said bad games with the limited amount of time that you have, seemed like such a terrible choice. So you now, have you listened to any of our stuff? I have not. Okay, so let me tell you about. Uh, here's the list of games. I have not missed a game, so I've okay. I've played every. So we're officially going to end up playing 20 games. That's this a year. lot, actually. Yeah. So, kudos to you guys. Yeah. Um. So, uh, here is my definitive list from worst to the best. Uh, for me, we, we're keeping a list of all the games that we've played this year, and we're ranking them. Okay, you're going from worst to best or best to worst? I'm going from worst to best. Excellent. Let's go. Number 19, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> 2009? 2006. 2006, okay. Yeah. Sonic 06 is the worst game we've played so far, I think. 
Number 18, Perfect Weapon. I don't I don't even know what that is. That is a old PlayStation 1 game that is completely useless. Wow, PS1, okay. 17, Gene Rain. Oh god, did you review this game? I did review this game. And then you how what did you give the score? 1.5 and you decided that it'd be a great idea to play it again. Yeah, because it's, it's a bad game. <sighs> hey. 16, Secret Service. 15, Mind Jack. Really? That bad? That game was kind of cool. No. No? Okay. No. Go back and play it. No, thanks. 14, Damnation. That's the gu- That's the one with the guy with the, the shotgun? And the hat. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Thirteen. The Quiet Man. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear some craziness? Go back and listen to that episode and find out what that game actually is. Like, there's a big secret mm-hmm. in that game, and it's stupid. I heard when you beat the game, you hear people afterwards. So when you beat the game. You can uh-huh. then play it a second time, and you can now hear what everybody's saying. And that game is completely different. They're trying uh, they're trying to be intelligent and sneaky, but it turns out uh-huh. this to be stupid. <laughs> okay. Number 12, Terminator Salvation. Uh, I platinum that game. C- congratulations. It's easy. You just play on the hardest difficulty and play beat the game. That's it. Number 11, Deadly Premonition. Really? I expected that to be higher. No, I do not like Deadly Premonition. <laughs> I don't like sweary games. Uh, you gotta, you gotta admit that that story is fucking out there. It's stupid. <laughs> Come on, man. And it plays like garbage. It's, it does play like garbage. But I actually really enjoy watching a Let's Play of that game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I would hate to have played it, but I enjoy what I watched. Number 10, Shinmu. Oh, 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 oh man! Oh, thank goodness you don't have that many listeners. No, we do. <laughs> we just we just don't care. Shinmu is yeah. a bad game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Number nine, dark. Don't don't even know. Vampire stealth game. Okay, I reviewed Something's it a long time ago. Uh, number eight, Duke Nukem Forever. Duke, Duke Nukem Forever over Shinmu. Yeah, I would rather play Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Number seven. Unearthed the Trail of Ibn Battuta. All right. That is a knockoff uh, Uncharted game. That's only an hour and a half long. Number six. Night Trap. Really? That high? Mm-hmm. Did- just because of stupid, just because of just dumb FMV stuff. Did you guys have to use a guide to beat the game? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Dude, you have to use a guide for that game. That game looks ridiculous without a guide. Yeah. Uh, Number five, Eat Lead, The Return of Matt Hazard. I heard that game was actually kind of funny. It's uh, Well, it's lame now, and it was kind of lame back then, but it's still got some jokes. Number four, Haze. Number three, Too Human. Oh, God. How much did Ryan pay you for this endorsement? It's not an endorsement. It's still on the bad game list. Better than shit move to human. 
I would rather play two human than Shinmu again. Number two, Call of Juarez, the cartel. That game, that game is totally fine. The the problem is you need to play a co-op. Okay. The game completely changes when you play a co-op. And number one, Bound by Flame. Bound by Flame. Bound by Flame is a spiders game. Uh huh. Um, it was the game before the Technomancer. Uh, it's okay. It, it, it's obviously a a developer trying to do Dragon Age. So so true true. So let's take those twenty games, okay? Um, put all of them together. How many hours have you spent on those twenty games? Oh God, I couldn't even tell approximately. you. Approximately, uh, more than more than one hundred fifty, more than two hundred. I would say more than a hundred at least. More than a hundred. More than a hundred. Because I probably put twenty hours in the Bound by Flame alone. You could you could have beaten Witcher three, Persona five, and Kingdom Hearts three with those hours. True. Which is what our theme for next year is. <laughs> Are we doing another JRPG year next year? No, that we did that last year. No, no, no. Our theme for next year is we beat games we own. I I you know what I'm a hundred percent with you on that one. Yep. So the first game is going to be The Witcher 3. I plan to do Horizon Zero Dawn. God, you haven't beaten Horizon yet? I haven't even started it. Oh, God, you haven't even beaten God of War yet. Oh, God. No, I got God of War. I've got uh, Spider-Man. Oh, my God. It's like you don't even play games, man. No, no. <laughs> ah, married man. But, you know... At least, at least your next year's list is very productive for what you're accomplishing mm-hmm. and what you want to do. So I, I applaud the choice. I think it's fantastic. Uh, if you ever get to a game that I haven't beaten at some point, maybe I'll join you guys. You know, before we start the whole Xeno Saga and Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, uh, the roundabout, but you know, that, that comes later. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I well, here's the kicker. I don't own those games. So bam. <laughs> True. Just because you don't think you own them doesn't mean you you don't own them, okay? Are you are you gonna gift it to me like you did uh, Trails of Cold Steel two, and I never touch it? Well, it obviously goes into a bare backlog, which makes it eligible for a game. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta work the system. Actually, Drew, check under your seat right now. There is a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> I planted it there the whole time, and I was waiting for this moment. Oh man. I'll burn the house down for that. <laughs> Listen, you have to live somewhere, and I'll find you, as I always do. <laughs> I go deep with the memes, okay? I I believe you. Yeah. But uh, remember that time I had to spend hours researching how to do fucking backup saves with Xeno Gears to get yes. you guys to finish that game? Yeah, I'll do that again. Oh God. I'll, I'll do what it takes. I always get what I want. That's just kind of the way it goes. So you can you can struggle all you want, but. It'll make my enjoyment of Xeno Gears all that much better. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, all right. right. That's, that's going to be it for us. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, thank you for listening. And then please send emails. Uh, let us know what your JRPGs are. Indeed. But uh, until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Jay. And we're out of here. You guys have a great one. And we'll be back maybe next week, maybe not. Uh, with I don't know what. But the next game we're going to have is going to be 
Ride to Hell Retribution. God help us all. There's no God here, man. <laughs> <laughs>